It's time to watch your favorite TV program. Hit record on your VHS player. Tune in your NES and join Alan Price and Chris Vint with their views as we deploy Operation Retroshock. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 30, yes 30, of Operation Retroshock. I am Alan Price and alongside me, as always, is... Hello, I'm Chris Vind. And Alan actually has in his show notes this episode 29. No, I don't, you lie. No, no, they can't see. I'll take a photo. No! (laughs) Go away! (laughs) So yes, it's episode... 30. <laughs> you were going to say 29. No, I was not. This yes, is not were. happening. And as you will all know, to mark episode 30, we are going to have a lovely little battle. Well, it's Pokemon. <laughs> it's Pokemon, everybody. It's good laugh time, yes? P- uh, did you need a Pokemon? Hello. Drunk. No. But. Pokemon could not be done, and we finally have them back in the studio. Back in stock, ladies and gentlemen. Back in stock is the Jelly Babies. Jelly Baby. I shall have one right now, yes. No, there's like five stuck. No, I've got one there, it's okay. Okay. So, we shall let you know what is on the agenda. Sorry, I'm... I know it's very, very rude. I know. I apologize talking with the mouthful. It's very, very rude. Um, this episode we are going to cover a number of Pokemon subjects. Uh, the first one of these is going to be Chris's choice of the games. Well, Fire Red and Leaf Green, um, specifically. They are going to be good because they are the reboot of the original, well, not a reboot, a redo. Yeah. Once again, Game Boy Advancing. Uh, then we are going to go on and we are going to talk about the first series of the anime. Uh, then after that, we're going to round up Pokemon with the first Pokemon movie. So, no doubt there's going to be a lot of rambling by my good self. Yeah, probably. A wee bit of rambling from Chris, but more rambling from me. Probably. Um, because... I was I wearing just, a Pokemon hat. Yeah. I'm not wearing my Pokemon hat. <laughs> I'm Pokemon wearing my hat, Pokemon t-shirt. Pokemon hat and Pokemon badges and all. And he's got, like, Pokemon gloves on, too. I'm not. <laughs> I give up. I always do. Mmm, <laughs> jelly baby. It's like my seventh birthday. Go and get me some Pokemon. We're gonna put that in there somewhere. <laughs> I'll make sure there's no really bad swear words or something. Hey, yo, Professor, what does this do? Whoa! <laughs> You'll understand very soon. <laughs> Woo! I'm like seven or something, which means I get to go out and explore the world unaccompanied by an adult. Yo, Oak, it's my seventh birthday. Give me a Pokemons already. Since it's your birthday, you can have one Pokemons, but don't spend it all at once. You can have the cat, the dog, or the snurk-a-snurk. I pick the dog, man's best friend. What about me, Granddad? Don't I get a Pokemon? Oh, yes. Grandson. Um, Ash, what's his name again? What the f***, Granddad? You don't know my name? Isn't it Ass Clown? Pretty sure it's Ass Clown. Oh, yeah, real mature, Ash. 
I'm so being your nemesis now. Yeah, whatever's that, Cloud. Did you boys know there are seven million different types of Pokemon? No. What the fuck? How are we gonna catch all them? You can catch them using these. Pokeballs. <laughs> Balls. Seriously, let's get the out of my house. Alright, let's go catch some Pokemon. You're supposed to use your Pokemon to battle. Now nah, I'm getting by pretty good like this. If you want to battle, you should go to the gym. The gym? That's the place where I train to get tough, right? No, you train in fields. You go to the gym to battle people and get badges. Japanese games sure are weird, huh, Professor? You should see that. At the gym! Yo, what's up, I'm Brock? My face is like a hexagon! Some of the I'm my shirt! Professor Oak told me you use rock-type Pokemon. Shut your Mouth, honk it. Patronizing in the dialogue about which Pokemon I should choose. I choose you! Dog! Dog! Use your butt attack! Get your dog off my leg, son! I can't see for What the f On the next episode of Pokemon. Ash and Brock travel to Sarulu-Juju City using the worst walking animation ever and meet a ginger. <laughs> what a <laughs> don't have eyes! Hi, this is Larry Caddy, the voice of Lionel from Thundercats. You're listening to Alan Price and Chris Vint on Operation Retroshock. Thunder! 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 Thundercats! Ho! Is it here yet? No. Is it here yet? Nope. Is it here yet? No. Is it here yet? No. Is it here yet? No. Is it here yet? Let me check. No. Is it here yet? Pokemon Stadium 2 will be here on March 28th. Until then, $10 reserves your copy and gets you a collector's edition poster with tons of Pokemon. So you'll be ready to battle with your gold and silver characters in 3D. Cool. Is it here yet? No. Is Rated E for everyone. Hello, this is James Etook, and you're listening to Operation Retroshock. If you like 80s cartoons, and let's face it, how could you not, then be sure to pick up a copy of Serial Geek magazine, the glossy 100-page ad-free magazine dedicated to GoBots. And somewhat more importantly, He-Man, She-Ra, Thundercats, Transformers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, G.I. Joe, etc. Head on over to www.serialgeek.com. That's cereal as in breakfast cereal. Go there now and pick up the animation magazine dedicated to 80s cartoons. Go now. To protect the world from devastation. To unite all people within our nation. Surrender now or prepare to fight. There's a whole new way to battle Pokemon, and it's wireless. Pokemon Fire Red and Pokemon Leaf Green are coming September 9th, each with a free wireless adapter. You can reserve your copy today and get a free pocket trainer's guide filled with hints, tips, and tricks to help you become a master of the Pokemon universe. Only for Game Boy Advance. Rated E for everyone. We'll jump straight into it and uh, start talking about Fire Red and Leaf Green. Okay. How about you, Chris? Fire Red and Leaf Green are the next versions after Blue and Red. How much more enjoyable are these than Blue and Red, or are they not? I know they're technically the same kind of game. They're the same game, Chris. That doesn't make any sense. Yes, I but what, what I mean by that is, did we enjoy the fact that it was graphically superior, you know, it wasn't like... 
horrible to look at. Superior in modern day terms, not so much. But no, it still kind of holds up now. Right? In yeah. my opinion, I think it looks quite good. Um, so it does. So, did you enjoy playing the blue and red, or did you enjoy playing the leaf green and uh, fire red? Well, with obviously everybody, if you go back and listen to th- it's episode four of the show, I made sure to go and check. Yeah, I could have told you. Um, that. Episode four of the show, we discussed red and blue in a wee bit more detail and a bit of still a bit of Pokemon in general. But we thought we'd go back and do a full special on it. Um, red and blue was revolutionary for its time. It was great. So when Fire Red and Leaf Green came back about. I think it was the same for anybody that was a Pokemon fan. It was just like, oh, this is sweet. I'm going to be able to play the original games, but with better graphics. Yes. Because the original games always have a fun place in everybody's heart. Um, The thing I found really odd was that... Obviously, everybody's been used to red and blue. And initially, when you turn it on, you're just like... Obviously, nowadays, people wouldn't be that amazed by it but still um, it's just weird seeing all the original kind of sites that you were used to but in colour and a wee mm. bit you know a wee bit better designed um, obviously the reason we have fire red and leaf green this time instead of again uh, fire red and water blue is the fact that because in Japan the games were originally in fact red and green it's right. changed to blue for the American and Europe market um I'm not 100% sure, don't quote me on this, but something tells me they might have then made it water blue in Japan. I doubt it. I swear I heard it somewhere, but who knows. Um, maybe did they, did they get the yellow version over there, or maybe they got the water blue instead of yellow? No, I, th- I definitely think Japan got the yellow, um, because, as always, they kind of, you know, they always get it before us. Um, if you give me one wee second, I'll do a wee quick check here, because... The ultimate source for all things Pokemon is... Bulbapedia. Bulbapedia, yes, indeed. Can I just give a quick shout-out to, if you're a fan of Pokemon, check out a podcast called It's Super Effective. It's awesome. Um, it's very, very good. I've stumbled upon it um, whenever I started playing Leaf Green and stuff again. And uh, very good. Um, apparently, they're the highest-rated um, Pokemon podcast. Doesn't surprise me. Because so, they do a very, very good thrill. Yeah, so uh, just just type that in the iTunes. Um, they also have a Facebook page as well. I think it's just called the Pokemon Podcast. And it has the art cover is Picture Gengar on like a Game Boy Advance kind of um, cover. So just to give them a wee shout out. No, it isn't. There was no water blue. It was basically it was what I was thinking was that the Pokemon, the game itself that was Leaf Green is a carbon copy of Blue. But what the difference was between... I know we're talking about the originals here at the minute, but the difference between red and blue for here, in the, you know, in the UK and the States, was the fact that because we got it so long after Japan, ours was called blue because they got a, a graphically upgrade. All right. Obviously, the Japan ones, supposedly the Japan ones, weren't as graphically amazing. Uh, <laughs> um supposedly the Pokemon didn't move full stop or anything like that, whereas obviously in the originals you got uh, not what we expect to now, and you see flames and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Do you mind? But they were kind of basically they moved sideways and that was your scratch attack, really. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, that is true. Um, but back on point, um, you can, I, I can't think you can really say one's better than the other, 
obviously, yes, graphics is the key point, but gameplay-wise, it's pretty much exactly the same. I, th- I suppose it's kind of like sa- enjoy the fact I suppose it's kind of much s- uh, saying, you know, what did you prefer, playing Super Mario Brothers on the NES or playing Super Mario All Stars in the SNES? Yeah. Because it's essentially the same game, but it just looks nicer, you know. But the same things are there. So of course we were meant to catch them all, as they said. But was there one Pokemon that whenever you played, you had to catch? And if so, what was it? For me, mm. I always wanted, like whenever I played Leaf Green. I, um, whenever I went to the, it's like the haunted mansion kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I al- uh, always have to catch Cubone. Yeah, Cubone was always one that I wanted. That's that's actually one of my ones as well. I always I absolutely adore Marowak. Yeah, I've got a level forty four. Here's the first use of it tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Is Marowak is badass. Simple <laughs> as running around with this big bone club, basically winging it like a boomerang. Boomerang. Boomerang, boomerang. Same thing. It spins around I'm the trying to say, I'm trying to quote a move that he does. So. Boomerang, yes. Um, but he is an awesome... Okay, baby. Another Pokemon I always have to get is one of the ghosts. Gengar. I, I like Haunter, but obviously then everybody can, you can trade it over Gengar. Um, another one that wasn't really ever one I focused on getting back in the day, but it's one I always like having in my team now, is... Nidoking. I like Nidoking for some random reason. Um, obviously, you get. Oh, I've just remembered one that I, I'd like to get as well. I'll wait until you finish. Um, because everybody knows that Nidoking was Gar- one of Gary's Pokemon. And it was just one of those ones that's kind of grown on me over time. <laughs> totally good being an Emerson. Whatever, Ath Clown. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Nidoking's one for me. It's, there's. there's there is so many you can pick from, but there is always that sort of a set team that you tend to get. That's a question we'll get on to. We'll get that. We'll get um, another one that I like to get, um, although playing Leaf Green, um, I spent ages in the Safari Zone trying to get him, is Scyther. Yes. I yeah. just think he was... We have a similar mindset here. He was just brilliant. Um, Scyther and Pinsir. I wasn't that worried about Kangaskhan. They were kind of your three hardest ones to get along with. Taurus as well was quite a... Well, uh, yeah, cool looking one. He, he was he was cool, but he was pretty common because that was one thing they had on in the anime was the fact of Ash caught like thirty tours and like the Safari Zone went <laughs> in the anime. Um, but yeah, Scyther Pincer were two big ones. Dratini, obviously, to get Dragonite, you could capture it in Safari. Well, I like the fact that you were given a Lapras. Yeah, that was one thing Jamie said. He was just like, yeah, here you go. It was just like, there you go. There's your lap. There's your Lapras. Yeah, you know. You don't get many gifts in this game, but, you know, that's one of the good ones. Um, like Mr. Mime. Oh. Yay, Mr. Mime. Mime! Um, he just he just stays around the house and cleans up. <laughs> <laughs> this is Doyle! <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, because whenever a uh, guy we work with, a very good friend, Jimmy, who likes Operation Retro Shocks, when I died, he's... Such an clown. Yeah, he is. Um, okay. It took us maybe about an hour, hour and a half to catch uh, find a Pikachu. Thing was, oh. it's all we find a Pikachu, and I accidentally killed it. Oh, you eat it. Yep. So I don't understand that. Yeah, it's just like Pikachu is one of the hardest Pokemon to get in like the original game because you're walking around Viridian Forest, 
and it takes you like a half an hour to find one and then you'll probably end up killing it or run out of pokeballs and then you have to go away again and come back and you're just like Ugh, yeah. why it's, but it's typical because you're just like it's because Ash has it in the anime so I have to have a Pikachu too but then you catch like the you know the Weedle and the Caterpie yeah. to then evolve them into like Butterfree and Beedrill but yes. for me Butterfree seemed to be a lot better than Beedrill Beedrill will just Um, So like fantasy football um, You can always have a dream team Oh dear So if you were to have your dream team Mm -hmm. So you could pick any six Pokemon Mm. Now this of course is from the original 150 Right okay So if you had to pick six Right What would they be? Uh, Charizard's one Yeah Charizard's one Blastoise is another because uh, he's just cool as well. Because he has cannons out of his back, and that's just cool. Um, I would go for Scyther probably as one. I would go for Nido King as one. Weedle. No, I wouldn't go for Weedle. Um, Zapdos. No, just... Zapdos would be one because he was, he was my favorite electric bird. Rattata. No, I'm not going for Rattata. <laughs> like what the hell? Okay then, Radicate. <laughs> no. Um, what's that? Is that me up to five or is that five? Yeah, five. five. Uh, final one. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Um, drawing a blank now. See what you've done to me, Christopher. So unfair. Um, Farfetch'd. Farfetch'd was pretty cool, but not a strong Pokemon. Um, yeah, Mister Ghost. Alakazam. Okay. Gengar Gengar Charizard Pidgeot Pidgeot's a good one yes um, Onyx Snorlax is a good one to back up your team (sighs) no Marowak HP Marowak and then my last one um, my last one I'll probably go for see the reason the reason the reason we go and all, it's when you get to the last one you're like I don't want to pick one over the other okay but obviously that's your dream team mm-hmm. so then what if you were to switch on Leaf Green or Fire Red say what would your team consist of your six Pokemon at the minute if I yeah. to go and switch it off yeah um, Charizard and Blastoise would definitely be in there no 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 no. so you have two starter Pokemon yeah because I bought Leaf Green and Fire Red at the time so mm-hmm. I was transferred mm-hmm. because these were the first time you could try shut Oh, fine. He's obviously got a point later on. Um, but yeah, I was able to trade them over and all that sort of stuff. Although I have Fire Red and I went to get my Charizard and for some reason he's nowhere there. Oh, Charizard, you fly away. It's like, oh! I was gonna, I was gonna swear during Pokemon there, but I decided Save that for later. <laughs> um, but yeah, Charizard fly away because he'd be a disobedient Pokemon and not like Chris. So, go, what, what was your. Charizard Blastoise, Pidgeot would be in there definitely. Um, there probably would be a Scyther, I'd guess. Um, Lapras, more than likely, could be in there as well, because obviously it's water and ice, so that's a nice double team there. Um, probably Zapdos would be in there as well. At the minute, mine is Ivysaur. Isn't Ivysaur the last of Bulbasaur? <laughs> Venusaur. He's Venusaur, then. I middle. didn't want Ivysaur to evolve into Venusaur, and I hit A instead of B. Oh, you're silly man. You hit the B, so, man. So I have him... Um, I used a uh, stone on Pikachu, so he's Raichu. Kill him! No, I evolved <laughs> him. So Raichu, Pidgeot, 
Garados. Uh, who else do I have? You're pretty much at a full team there. Marowak, which is level 44, and then I find uh, I caught a level 30. I think it's Alakazam. I got probably Abracadabra. I think it's it's one. Abracadabra, just Kadabra, even. I think it's one of those two, um, because I don't have it. Kadabra's a trade. Kadabra to Alakazam's a trade. So oh, I, I think it is that. I think it, I traded like a Nido King or a Nido Queen for that. Alright, fair enough. Alright, so, cool. Um, it was a high level. And poor little Cubone is still in the. I was in the GME. He's still. No, he's still in daycare. He says, So the build could be huge, but like, you give me Pokemon, I run away. He's gonna be built like a tank. Okay. So, as I just uh, said there now, Pokemon Evolve after leveling up, or in fact trading, you know, we could trade. Um, obviously, if you traded Haunter, you would get Gengar. If you traded um, a champ, you got Machoke. Other way around. Um, well, ma, whatever. I talked to my champ. Was there a Pokemon we wanted um, to evolve? You know, if you have the, stri- uh, the strategy guide, you would say, like, um, the final ev- uh, evolution of Pidgey would be like level 36, and you're desperately trying to get yeah, there yeah. to get all that. And was there one that we didn't want to evolve? So for me, I made a big mistake getting, uh, you know, Bulbasaur to evolve into Ivysaur and then Ivysaur to Venusaur. So I shouldn't have done the last one. Yeah. Um, actually, one Pokemon that I actually had in my team, and to be honest with you, I was surprised at how much they kicked ass, mm-hmm. was Clefable. Oh, big HP. Big HP as well. Big HP. Um, it's the likes of it's Clefable and... Uh, Wigglytuff, as well as Chansey, just have huge HP once they evolve. Because I always remember that in the original Pokemon Stadium, when you go through like the gyms and there's like a trainer that has like a Wigglytuff, and they're such a pain in the backside. It's like unbelievable. Catching Snorlax, that was a pain in the arse. You could catch two because you had the Poké Float. And, like, and I was, the second one, I was just like, <laughs> I like woke it up and I was like. I was trying to catch it, and they threw like three ultra balls at it, mm-hmm. and it didn't catch. And I went, run away. <laughs> just leave. Just leave. Just leave. Um, I'm having a quick flick through here and thinking what one I wouldn't want to evolve. I have the strategy guide down there. It's okay. I'm flicking through Bulbapedia again. Major, major props. A lot of effort goes into this. Um, Meowth would be one. I wasn't a fan of Persian. Yeah. I wasn't a fan true. of Persian. I wasn't a fan of Ninetales. No, no. Ninetales seemed a wee bit of a psycho for being a female, really. <laughs> um, that isn't sexist or anything. <laughs> obviously, you can get That was Alan Price true fact right there. <laughs> because you can get ma- <laughs> you can get Ninetales in, obviously, two different sexes. Um, Poliwrath doesn't count because I like Poliwrath. Poliwrath's pretty badass as well. Um, what does Growlithe evolve into? Arcanine? Arcanine, he's cool. Um, Graveler was one that I think looked better than Gollum, if I'm honest, because Gollum's just like a big rock ball. <laughs> yeah. Slowpoke doesn't count because he's. Obviously, everyone wanted Magikarp to evolve in the Gyarados. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, That's why I did. I put Mar- Magikarp in the daycare, and then I got him back, and it was meant to evolve like at level twenty-five or whatever. One, there we go. There's my one. Is I've had. This I one you want to evolve or you didn't? Didn't want to evolve. I do have an evolved form of it, but I always kept my original one as this mm-hmm. form. It was, uh, I kept 
Haunter. So I, I like Gengar, but I just love Haunter for some reason because it's harking back to the anime, just pulling the faces and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, that's yes, that would be the one I, that would stand out to me as one that I wouldn't want to. Evolve. So I had I had to actually use Magikarp in like matches to actually get him to evolve into uh, Gyarados, uh-huh. which was let's just say it was interesting because all he well he actually had tackle, uh, but the amount of effort that would take, and then you get Gyarados and like Dragon Rage and Surf and all these great moves. There's two others I wouldn't want to evolve. This is obviously we're kind of obviously we're trying to stay and talking about Fire Red and Leaf Green, but there's two Pokemon that eventually get evolutions that I would just play not evolve because of them being in the original 150. Mm-hmm. Uh, first one is Seedra, because Seedra is really really cool. He's the evolution of Horsey. Horsey, yeah. He can evolve into King Kingdra in Ruby and Sapphire. I just didn't like the look of Kingdra, so mm-hmm. I would always keep uh, Seedra. Um, the other one is Scyther. I don't. I do not evolve it into Scizor. Yeah. Because Scizor just looks poop. If I'm <laughs> honest. Okay. Alright, so like John Cena, Pokemon can only learn four moves. Yeah! <laughs> but with all your Pokemon that you had, um, what was the best move? Ooh. That's a good one. I always liked Earthquake. Earthquake was pretty good. I always liked Magnitude. Magnitude was good because it could, really, could really, 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 really pay off. Yeah. Um. That would earthquake would be up there for me in the originals. Also, what? When while we're on this, uh-huh. were you? Whenever you had your Pokemon, mm-hmm. um, this is something that um, the Pokemon podcast is uh, super effective talked about. Mm-hmm. Did you have all attack based moves, or did you have say, say you had like um, a fire Pokemon, you would use like a sunny day to get the fire to go, or you, use Blizzard to you, or Tail Whip to lower their attack yeah. and their defense, or were you like I would use all attack ones? So if a Pokemon's if like say, say Gyarados is uh-huh. going to learn uh, Dragon Rage, mm-hmm. and I have four moves and one of them is tail whip yeah. I'll get rid of tail whip to have like four attack yeah. moves um, yeah I'm all attack it's case of I'm I always have this mental thing me? <laughs> I always have this mental thing in my head that's basically like I cannot be bothered my backside to start arson about <laughs> You know, obviously, yes, I know it works out, and that's how he wins people Pokemon World Championships and all that sort of stuff. And this whole IV training, IV training just pickles my brain something. It's just all the breeding? It's the breeding and, like, working out certain points and all that. This goes to attack or that goes to HP. I'm just like, what? I was like, just train the Pokemon. It's just like, I don't understand. Um, but, yeah, I'm always attack. The status moves, like the tail whips and all that, and sand attacks and all, are the first to go when a new move comes in that is but attack base. Would you keep, like, say, the likes of, say, Sing or Sleep Powder or Poison Powder? You know, would you keep those kind of moves? I always find that. I have a Pokemon that I could pull out of my box with that move. It wouldn't be in my party normally, but if there was, say, the likes of. Specifically in like gold and silver, when you had the Roman dogs, I would have a Pokemon that would have something to sing to stop them running away. That sort of a thing for you know the games, but never really be in my party regular for battles. 
Okay. Um, so, gyms are where we go to get badges, and the grass is where we train. Yes. Um, how unique was this premise in the fact that, you know, you're leaving your house and you're going through the grass? And At ten years old. You're going out into the big, wide world at ten years old without parental <laughs> accompaniment. That's a big word. Um, and your mother's happy with this? I'll just mind your money, son. That's fine. I'm. It's like you're supporting your mother by winning Pokemon balls. What is going on here? Please. It's not real, so you know. Japanese games are weird. <laughs> you should see that. Hey. <laughs> um, but. How unique was this that you actually had to, you know, obviously you had the likes of Zelda wherever you would kind of level up the character by getting the different heart pieces and all that kind of stuff. But how unique was this in the fact that you had to battle these these animals, for want of a better word, and these trainers to then evolve your Pokemon and stuff? I would love to see their grass. Their grass must be like six feet high or something like that. I know in the newer games in black and white you have short grass. It's just whenever whenever you walk along, you see, you have like corn you can actually eat while you're walking along. Here, because you can see it really in the anime. It's like, like, um, ever seen the film Signs? It's just like that. It's like the (laughs) in that there. In fact, if you like pan out um, more, you'll probably see like crop circles in it. (laughs) You <laughs> where, know, there's, where there's people running about. It's just, it's just like a big ball with a like, little circle in the middle. Um, but yeah, it's just like, right, you have the grass, and it's just like, right, the Pokemon are in the grass. Normal grass, you'd not be able to hide a Pokemon in, you know, simple as. It's like, um, excuse me, I will say two words. I will say three words, actually. Jurassic Park Raptors. This is true, but they hid in bushes as well. Barbara Bush did hide in? (laughs) Oh dear. Sorry, what else did you want me to talk about apart from the grass? Kind of went a wee grass rant there. Um, How unique was this? I mean, do you remember the first time you caught your Pokemon? Do you remember what your first evolution of your Pokemon was? You know, this is a game like very, like a lot of other games that you play that you have fond memories of. You know, uh, you kind of know that. You see Misty, and you know then that she has water, so that's vulnerable against electric. It's very much, in my opinion, it's always been like a chess move. Mm-hmm. You know, this one does this, and that one does that. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, and no, it's yeah. a case of, or well, a lot of people would say it's more of an, a rock paper scissors more advanced. Yeah, it's very, it's a very smart game. Obviously, like you were saying, their first evolution I remember was always when I get a new Pokemon game. I, Yes, Bulbasaur is, Bulbasaur is my first. Um, that's, calm down. <laughs> go away. I'm not going to go fall asleep now. Go away. I'll draw on your face with a market. Um, I will always, at the start of a new Pokemon game, <laughs> stay and train that Pokemon for as long as I can until it becomes really a pain in the backside to train it in the sense of in the starting area. I'll usually be able to get it up and get it evolved. <laughs> yes, well done there, Chris. Um, get it evolved to its second form before I'll continue on, just so I have a really good buffer to get going. <laughs> Your choice of words tonight is immaculate. It's awesome. Get it up and buffer. <sighs> anyway, uh, oh, you've completely thrown me off my pace now, man. Um, we yeah, about the elements, yeah. That's yeah. why I was saying that it was really, really good. And the fact, of, obviously, it's mainly designed as a kids' game. <coughs> 
but um, if you think of it as a kid, you wouldn't have really been paying attention to it, but you're learning what works in the elements, yeah. in the sense of water beats fire, fire beats grass, you know, all yeah. that sort of stuff. Grass. Water beats rock. Water water beats steel. I don't know, but that's later game. I don't know how water beats steel. Is it rust or something? I don't know. It's rust off the fall over. Pokemon I never like speaking of steel, Steelix. Uh, that's you being that's you being happy with Onyx again, 150. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, water water beating rock. I can un- kind of. Under- oh, he hit his foot. Um, I can kind of understand the water and the rock thing, but water and rock takes a long period of time, and Chris is just. If you smell, Chris is just freaked out. Um. But yeah, I thought that was a good idea in that the kids will subconsciously learn how you know things in the world react yeah. to one another. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good factor. Okay. Um, obviously with... Um, oh no, I've missed a question there. Oh, man. Alright, so to finish the game, we obviously had to beat the Fab Four. Uh, sorry, I mean Elite Four. Fab Four, yeah, it's just like, alright, I'm a Ringo, you have to go through me. He had, had to get the Beatles reference in. Um, were we victorious the first time we played this? Um, I remember that whenever I played it, I got to, I think once you beat the first two, you kind of had a place where you can go and stock up your potions and all that kind of stuff. Not to my memory, but go on. <laughs> um, I don't know whether I'm, um, I'm thinking of something else, but I could have sworn that you fought the two, first two, and then you had, like, before you went in the next door, you had, like, just a wee place you could uh, buy, like, more potions, etc., and then f- uh, fight the next two. Uh, and I remember just saving there and not being able to actually leave or whatever. Mm, I just um, can't leave. You aren't allowed to use escape rope or anything like that because Professor Oak's voice echoes through the ether and says, Chris, it is not the right time to use that. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> but I How do you know I'm trying to use that, man? It's like, go away, leave me alone, old man. Instead of using the escape rope. Instead of using escape rope, I use hang rope. Oh. Um. Uh, well, <laughs> well, 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 I use hang rope. Oh no, Captain Planet! Okay. Um, um, and all, all honestly, I cannot remember whether I failed the first time or won the first time. Because apparently, if you win, you have to go back and visit the, like, the Game Freak studio, and then you're like in the Hall of Fame. I, you're you're all, you're always put in the Hall of Fame. It's on your computer and all that sort of stuff. It's if you get 150 Pokemon. I'll be sitting right beside Shawn Michaels and Ricky Teamboat. No, not that Hall of Fame. Oh. Um, but it's if you get all your Pokemon, if you complete your Pokedex, you go to the guys at the Game Freak building in the game, and they give you like a certificate saying you are awesome. You collect all the Pokemon's, which is easy back then when you think about things now, because it'd be like four hundred and sixty odds. Like, yeah, too much. <laughs> just like some of them are just weird. So obviously, with Fire Red and Leaf Green, whenever they were released, they came with the infrared. Um, I was going to mention this. <laughs> they were. Um, they came with the infrared. Um, link cable mm. well not link cable but link device, link device. so instead of you having the um, hook in the cable you just pl- plug it on top of your Game Boy Advance SP or whatever or your original DS um, what did we enjoy more did we enjoy trading more or battling um, I would probably go for battling because I didn't trade a huge amount um most of the time, my trading was just to trade across the Pokemon to get it to evolve and 
that sort of thing. And I was actually doing that the other day. My mum was sitting upstairs, and I was trading stuff from Fire Red on the Leaf Green. That's how I got came across my Marowak of level forty-four. She's like, "Oh, it's a little Fero as well, level thirty-nine." She's like, "Fero was pain in the backside." Well, Pidgeot was already level thirty-nine, but I thought, "Oh, I have that." <laughs> Um, yeah, Badlam was the big one for me. Um, trading, I never had a huge good of ex- experience with because back in the day there was, uh, I'm going to just say Arsenal up the street that I used to be friends with. He's long gone now, but it's a case of... I'm putting in some somber music for <laughs> you. It's a case of I... <sighs> Stop jigglypuffing! <laughs> <laughs> but it's basically a case of I want to trade it. You're going to stop? Yeah. Get punched square in the face? <laughs> no. That's that, not in the original 150. Shut up. Immediately shut up. Um, I wanted to trade in Pokemon. Get it default. And squirtle, basically squirtle. at one point he basically said, I'm not trading it back to you. Bubba. And I think you're just <laughs> it back. <laughs> 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 Alan Price's two for two with Pokemon yes. episodes and swearing. I should have noticed our new Yoshi swear word <laughs> device thing. Let me just take note of where that was there, Christopher. Yes. Uh, 33 minutes, according to this. Yeah, 33 minutes. Oh. <laughs> well done, Alan. <laughs> See, when I get angry, I get angry. See what you did, person who used to live in the street. See what you've done? You've broken this man. This man cannot talk about Pokemon without swearing. But anyway, yeah, that's, that's... What was the Pokemon that he didn't give you back? It was my second Haunter. My second Haunter trade across Gengar. Well, I got it back eventually. He got destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> I just picture you just go, Give me a pack! And just <laughs> dropping an elbow on him. That was close to it. Okay. Um, <laughs> this game is so vast and really enjoyable. Um... Not including all the later incarnations, is this for us the the game that has the best replay value? Is this one that if you're looking to sit down and play a Pokemon game, you'll go Leaf Green, Fire Red, Diamond, Pearl, Heart Gold, Soul Silver, Black, White, uh, Platinum? Would you say you would go for Leaf Green and Fire Red first, or would you go for any of the other ones? It's kind of hard because obviously they've had the whole the the originals, you know. That sort of thing. But in my opinion... Sorry, I missed uh, Emerald, Ruby and Sapphire. Yeah. I just remember. Um, I do apologise for you. All you Emerald, Emerald, Ruby, Emerald Sapphire. Ruby and Sapphire fans. Yes. Um, Both of you, I'm so sorry. <laughs> all two of you. Um, Fire Red, Leaf Green, like I said, based on the originals, and that's, you know, it gets, gives you a bit of fondness and all that sort of stuff yeah. and what you adore about it. And by all means, I would say to anybody, if you're wanting to get into a Pokemon game, go and play those first because there's no point going and playing another Pokemon game without knowing the original. Simple as. But for me, the best Pokemon game ever is Soul Silver and Heart Gold. Simple I as do that. Have, I do have that um, to start playing. Um, now, well, before you continue, um, the main reason that, that, that I think these are the best Pokemon game is so. Number one, it's one of the longest. I think it would probably be the longest. This is just me guesstimating in my head. But it's a case of... You play through your entire entire normal story... Like you would have in Red... And all that sort of stuff. Only in Johto. 
So you have that. But the second you complete... tongue! Yes. Um, the second you complete your story and beat the Elite Four and all of that one, you go back, you go to Kanto, you go back to where Fire Red and all that sort of stuff has taken place, uh-huh. and you play right back through that. You have to face all the gym leaders in Kanto again. All right. So it's basically like you've got double the game. Uh-huh. You know, it's there's not as much to do, obviously, in Kanto as there used to be in Fire Red and all that sort of stuff. But you're getting the nostalgia thing that you're getting to go around. You're getting to face Brock, and you're getting to face Misty, and you're getting to face Lieutenant Surge, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So for me, they would be the best ones because Ruby and Sapphire were good. Um, um, but after that, we started going a wee bit because we started getting on to the crazy Pokemon. Although, having weird. said that, I did enjoy Diamond. Yeah, they were good. They were good. Yeah. Um, I would probably rate them third in the line. Probably it would go for me Soul Silver, Heart Gold. The originals and then that. Okay. Um, for me, I with me getting Pokemon Black and White, which I've really the start. Um, I've only played it for like about five ten minutes. With Leaf Green and Fire Red, um, I have the strategy guide for it. Now the only reason I have the strategy guide is not that I want to catch them all, but if I want to know where a Pokemon is, it will indicate to me. You know this in the Safari Zone. Here are ones that are common. Here's ones that aren't. Yeah. Um, here's ones you need the super rod for. Here's ones you need the good yeah. ro- rod for. So it just means that if I need to get another Pokemon, say like a Poliwhirl, yeah. I know that if I have to use a good rod or, you know, what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do have heart gold and um, to go through. Mm-hmm. What? Someone sent just sent me a picture of what Project Cafe's controller might look like, and they've mocked it up like that. How bad is that? That's rubbish looking. They basically took a GameCube controller, stretched it out sideways, stuck a Wii remote in the middle of it, and then put a TV screen. Well done there, people. <laughs> Moving on. Um, <laughs> With uh, black and white. So, yeah, uh, so I've yet to get play black and white. I know there's, like, some Pokemon I've... Uh, that Pokemon podcast is super effective. Keep talking about how awful Trubbish is. Oh, he's awful. It's just a pile of rubbish. Literally, so, literally, this is the thing. So even though they're the same game, um, what did we buy? Did we buy Leaf Green first or Fire Red? I bought them both at the same time. I bought Fire Red because of the cover. First, first I played was Fire Red though out of the two. Yeah. Booted Fire Red up first, but I bought the two at the same time because I remember going into the shop I used to work in and. Uh, not at the time, I hadn't worked there yet at that time, and, um, and buying it and buying the stratagem guide, because I liked having the stratagem guide that I could flip through and see all the pretty pictures and all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, Fire Red was the first one booted up for me anyway. Cool. Um, yeah, it'd be the same for me. So, yes. last question. No? Obviously, we had Pokemon Blue and Red. Mm-hmm. They then rebooted that mm-hmm. and gave us Game Boy Advance version of Leaf Green and Fire Red. Should this be released on the Nintendo DS as Fire Red, Leaf Green, but in Nintendo DS format? Should this be like rebooted again for the next generation consoles? Because because if people have the 3DS or if they have the DSi or mm-hmm. DSi XL, they can't play this because they don't have the Game Boy Advance yeah. port. I know what you mean. Um, it's kind of an odd one thinking about it because, like, we've had obviously this is you know Fire Red Leaf Green is the reboot, you know, well, not the reboot, the redo. 
yeah. of it. <coughs> the originals came out in Japan in 1996, came out in North America in 1998, and here in 1999. Um, the reason Heart Gold Show Silver were brought out for DS was to be the anniversary, the 10 year anniversary of the original Gold and Silver. <coughs> Part Ooh, excuse me. Um, How rude. So I would like to see. The only problem with that is the fact of um, we're in 2011. Um, the next anniversary, really, for the originals is five years away in Japan. Whether because you wouldn't even be 3DS by that stage, you'll probably be on something else again. Yeah. Um, but I would think the only real point to do Fire Red or whatever again would be an anniversary. There's no mm. point just doing it this soon again. You never know because you know they may just decide we've, we've got a 3DS. Let's go and do yeah the originals in 3D or something. Which I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You know I wouldn't be annoyed if they brought it out when it isn't an anniversary or anything because it's a Pokemon game. I like that. But I don't have a 3DS. But nonetheless, um, it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, I would like to see them redone again just simply because of the original. Before we go on to the TV shows and stuff, um, obviously we've touched on the. Pokemon sides, you know, the handheld version. Mm-hmm. For you, is there any other games Pokemon related that you enjoyed, whether it be Pokemon Snap, mm-hmm. Pokemon Stadium, Pokemon Channel, which um, I put um, on for my uh, niece because she went, oh, what's that? And she went, I, 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 I don't know, I don't know. I have no clue what's going on. And then there was that other one that came out in the Wii. Um, uh, Pokemon Party, or I don't know what it's Pokemon called. Party or Pikachu's... I have no idea. Park. Park. Yeah, that there. Oh, I was yeah. Um, would there be any there that you would say... Original Pokemon Stadium always stands out, because, yeah. again, original games, connecting that, senior Pokemon 3D. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed Pokemon Snap for some reason. It's one I've always wanted to reacquire and all that sort of stuff, just yeah. to have for the collection. Did you ever years. play Hey You Pikachu? No, but it was, I did. It was one I was always like... That would be awesome, but to be totally honest, the thing that always worried me about it—that it's you know the sort of whole "don't meet your hero" sort of thing—because it was when I was like, I would love to be able to just talk to Pikachu. When I, this was obviously when I was a kid, and all that sort of stuff. But it would not understand our accent at all. It kind of didn't. It was kind just of you know like, you would just see him up. like you know tilting his head. It's very much like that game that was out on the Dreamcast called Seaman, which was kind of. Uh, it was kind of to do with fish, uh-huh. but Leonard Nimoy voiced like fish, cool. and I would, uh, used the, that would be like a bad you, dream if you were like high on acid or something. You used the microphone and it was weird. But um, for me, I never uh, I've seen Pokemon Snap, but I've never actually played it. It's, uh, it is po- quite fun. It is quite fun. Pokemon Stadium, Pokemon Battle Revolution, obviously are the, ca- the same kind of concept. But um, it was a shame that they didn't really use that with the. Game Boy Advance yeah. stuff, you know. Obviously, with Pokemon Stadium, you got the thing to put your Pokemon Blue into, and your then you could just, you could just um, battle your Pokemon against each other. So that was a, a neat trick to have, anyway. Um, and it's something I always hammer home with when it comes to Pokemon games in the home consoles is they had a really good formula going in Pokemon Coliseum. And Coliseum XD, something of darkness, whatever it was, something of darkness. Um, they had a good platform to begin with doing a proper full console Pokemon adventure. 
it would not be hard. You've done Zelda. You know, it's a big Roman adventure. Yeah. It would not be hard to do it with Pokemon. You know. But then maybe they're thinking that Zelda is their role-playing adventure, you know, for thing. Whereas if I think, personally speaking, a thing that they could capitalize on would make a would be to make a po- Pokemon MMO. Yeah, that would be very good. That would be very good. If they kind of could combine that on and everybody could play on a console or whatever. Because it's not as if you don't have enough Pokemon to choose from. Like, I'll spin my laptop around here and face this to you. I currently have the images of the original boxes of red and blue on the laptop screen. If those were to be advertised and put in stores, only basically, not, I'm not meaning specifically the fire and fire red or blue or whatever if you were to have that style of box cover for Pokemon on a Wii box that would sell like hotcakes if you had a Pokemon game and then just went there's your regular style Pokemon box but that's uh, it's so simple Uh I mean it's ridiculous that it's so simple but it works it's very much like the Pokemon Stadium Mm -hmm. box is, is if memory serves, it's like Blastoise and Charizard. It's got some of the basics on each and all. side yeah. of the of the thing yeah. of the box art, and that's why it sells so well. Like if they were to do that for the likes of, obviously, it's not going to be the way now, but as they are saying, uh, Project Cafe. Supposedly, I don't. Wasn't know. the GameCube Project Dolphin? Yeah, and then Wii was like uh, Revolution. Yeah. So it was. Um, which, ladies and gentlemen, if you still have your box for your Wii, if you go and look at the serial codes on any of your uh, Nintendo Wii products, you will see that the code still contains RVL for Revolution. It kept its code name for its codes. Alright. Just this bit of Alan Price trivia for you, but you're yes, used to that right now. Right, should we go to the break and then yes, what are we coming been, back we've with? We've on quite a bit. We're on about 40 odd minutes. Uh, haven't played the games played the games talked about the games time to play the game but we'll I play it's alright uh, so we'll go to the break and we will come back and we will have a little chit chat or a little chit chat a big chit chat about the first series of the anime see you in a couple <laughs> for trouble see you in a couple ladies and gents make it a double cappuccino that is Attention Pokemon fans, get ready for Pokemon Live at the Fox Theater. Now you can be there as all your favorite characters come to life in this on-stage musical adventure. It's the only place to see a brand new Pokemon with amazing powers. You can meet Brock, Misty, Ash, and of course, Pikachu as the action hits the stage at the Fox Theater. Wanna catch them all? Gotta catch it live. Pokemon Live. Hey everybody, this is James Sawyer, otherwise known as Sala. Are you a fan of the Mattel Masters of the Universe Classic line? Well, head to MotukeFigures.com. That's M-O-T-U-C Figures.com. We've got some great pictures of the figures. We've got creator interviews, Ask Maddie segments, comic scans, and a whole lot more. After you head there, go on over to Facebook.com slash Masters of the Universe Classics and join a bunch of other fans in discussing the line. Hey guys, you're listening to Operation Retroshock with Alan Price and Chris Vint. And this is your one-stop spot for everything retro, baby. You name it, they cover it. I'm Rob Bates from Not Mitten Box and Comic Nation TV. And we're a part of a little family called the Pop Culture Network. I'm gonna be the very best Like no one ever was To catch them is my real test To train them is my cause 
Ash and Misty have what it takes to be Pokemon Masters? Only if they can capture as many as possible while battling Team Rocket's treacherous tricks. Catch all the action, each day, right here. Pokemon, weekday mornings at 6.30 on Fox 43. That double, we'll fight and we'll win. To protect the world from devastation. To unite all peoples within our nation. To denounce the evils of truth and love. To extend our reach to the stars above. Jesse. James. Team Rocket, blast off at the speed of light. Surrender now or prepare to fight, fight, fight. Lee, out, that's right. Could you repeat that? <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and Welcome back from the break. More Pokemon goodness in that break for you there. Really? Yes, everything's good when it comes to Pokemon. <laughs> it's like music and guitars and Pokemon jumping all over the place. It's fine. It's okay. good. So you, you dog! Get your dog off my legs, huh? <laughs> Brock got rabies. Dog is evolving. Dog evolved into monkey. <laughs> Figure that one out, Darwin. You beardy so-and-so. <laughs> yes, exactly. I was about to say, whoa. That says the guy swore earlier yes. on. Um, Drop yeah. an F-bomb! Don't worry, it's okay. Yoshi helped me. <laughs> so. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yoshi is not a Pokemon. Even though he's like Mario's pet. Yep. Anyway. The Pokemon anime. It debuted in the U.S. in September 1998, but how did we discover the anime? Christopher? Um, where was it? The reason I discovered it was, obviously, where, whenever I was working, we got the Pokemon Blue and Red games into work and all that kind of stuff. And it was during, was it SMTV that had it? Morning TV. Yeah, Pat Daly, who was quite nice back then and has got like uber annoying. <laughs> uh, Americanized. I got it. That's nothing against Americans. Say something for me, you greedy man. It's just a case of she's went over the top now and what she's And then to be. had like Ant and Deck who used to be in Biker Grove, man, going like, oh, wonky donkey, and all that there, caper like. But anyway, back to the Pokemons. But anyway, like they would host Pokemon and say, like, Come on up, you know, Ash travels with Brock and Misty to go and get, like, a badge. Salululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululul
like Enter the Dragon that had like the thing on the outside that like flipped over to keep it in place. Oh, I hate those. Those there, because they don't sit right on your DVD yeah. uh, thing. Um, so sometimes I would like um, just if there was an episode I hadn't seen or whatever, it was like we got free rental, so we would take it home and watch it. Tell nobody. Shush. No, but we, we had an account and we got like five rentals. So if you know somebody who works the next version, oh, Blockbuster, say, hey man, you get free rentals. I want to see something. And they like, oh no, you can't do that because it would be family. And, you know, I, I can't jeopardize my career and like working for a video <laughs> show. I don't know why I'm talking like this, but, you know. I want to work my way up to be like the boss and stuff and be like, I want to give out free ice cream. I'd give out like free ice cream and say like, hey yo, you need to get an appraisal, but you're not gonna get one. I'm gonna give you like some document thing that says that you're bad and you're not really bad. You'd be good but because you'll be like MJ because he'd be the good kind of bad. Yeah, but anyway, that's how I kind of <laughs> that's how I kind of discovered it was uh, through Michael Jackson saying hee hee, what's Pokemon, come on? And I was like, okay, MJ. I love that green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I won't say the word again. You know, I've already sworn, I've already sworn once. So we won't go there again. Um, for me, it was. Uh, yeah, it's so interesting. It is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's through the games, obviously, primarily because they were kind of the thing that came out first, and then. Are you just going to do background music through the entire time? We're going to have background music. We don't need background music from you. In the background. Silence. Silence. There's birds cheeping in the background. Shut up! Shut up! Happy Spiro out there, you throw a rock out of me. Like, I'm a bit angry. Um, playing the games, obviously, but again, various TV channels. There was the likes of Sky One back in the day. I used to play it in like the afternoons after school, so I'd come home and I'd watch Pokemon. I'd be like, I come home after school and watch Nightmare. That's because he has nightmares. He, <laughs> or he is a nightmare. I don't know which one. Uh, <laughs> oh, I got the beady eyes. They're like, oh no. And. Um, <laughs> But yeah, afternoons after school, and then again, Saturday morning cartoons. Um, I never initially saw it in order, because I remember, like, I saw... I must have caught it, like, about halfway through, or a quarter of the way through, or whatever. Because um, I'd never seen the first episode until I'd actually seen the completion of the first series after the Pokemon League was complete. Um, it's obviously the way Sky and various different people were playing it, but... But that's the thing with, like, animation, you know. To quote... Mr. Buster Tunes was that uh, He-Man was never in syndication over here and stuff. Mm. And it was always played out of sequence and uh, certain um, episodes were played more times than others. This is true. This is true. Um, Because you find that with a popular motoring show called Top Gear. It gets played on a channel over here called Dave. They play like the same episode like three times a day. It's like, come on, Jim. Yeah, it's like better than that. It's like nine o'clock, one o'clock, and like six o'clock or something. And they do that with men, 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 men. Yeah, loose women, that is. (laughs) I hate that program. Bunch of legs. (laughs) (sighs) Rough. <laughs> Have you seen them this year, Horror? Jenny Eclair. Okay. That's why I get nightmares. What did you think the first time you watched the show? What stood out did you become? Hooked. I had like seizures and stuff. I was on the floor going, Ugh. Well, actually, that's in one of our standout <laughs> episodes that we're going to talk about very quickly later on. So leave the seizures out of it for now. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't remember if I was hooked. Um... There was a guy I worked with who had two young kids who mm-hmm. were very fond of Pokemon. Um, so I think, you know, like, we'll watch it and what have you. 
Um, I think it was like the tail end of the series that kind of hooked me whenever he was trying to get his badges and you know um, that kind of thing. Pokemon League. Yeah, so like uh, an episode that I watched um, not too long ago. Who? What was it? It was. I think it was the one with Hunter. Tower of Terror. Yeah, I think it was that one that I remembered watching. There was also another one to do with. Which I have a trivia fact on it later. There was another one. Um, what was that? Going on? I'm trying to think. Oh, you talk. I'll come back to me. <sighs> you big crazy fool. <laughs> I'm trying to remember because it'll bug me. Um, it's a case of obviously I was a lot younger at this moment in time. The one with the wee kid protecting the Kangashan. That's what it is. Uh, the Kangaskhan kid. Yeah, that one. And I. I That'd be where Ash catch like 30 Toros. And it'd be like, oh my god, this is such an annoying episode. Somebody put that kid in the face because they go, Kanga, Kanga, Kangashan. Shut up. Shut up, child. <laughs> I don't uh, condone violence to children. Apart from that little goober. <laughs> okay. I'll stick the Yeah, loads of jelly movies. Lucky you. Um, oh. It's fair to say because I was younger, I got hooked on this hook line and sinker. A Pokemon's on the hook! Oh my god, it's magic cop, go away. I was their target market and I was sucked straight in to it all. And I was like, I want everything Pokemon. Um. You should see his room. This is Pokemon wallpaper. No, it isn't. If I could, I would probably. Pokemon <laughs> rug. Um, but I got hooked into it, so games, TV show, cards, blah, 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 the whole, the whole nine yards. Ended up in the newspaper because of the cards. I thought I was being famous, but no. Alan said, I'll tell you what, I'll trade you my dog for your jaws on <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's another one my Charizard card was stolen I get a lot of things stolen from me Oh, do you have Charizards? I know it's worth like what 5p now is it? the shiny one I'll give you 10p will I, you? yeah <laughs> buy you a sweetie he's going to get the cards again isn't he? <laughs> there he goes again he's got the cards that's out that's a little bit of there I'll take that, that thank you they're going home give me that no they're staying with me um, uh, hello, please. I like to report a robbery. This ain't going out. It'd be Team Rocket. <laughs> Team Rocket would be awesome. Um, so yeah, hook, line, sinker. Love the show. Love the whole idea of it. Because, again, like I said, target market. I was around the age of what Ash was. I was a bit older than Ash. But as again, you're like, whoa, he's 10. And he's out galvant around the country with like these you know, with these animals and that sort of thing and doing whatever he wants. I met a ginger. <laughs> and he met a ginger. We're not gingers here. Yeah, it's just quite funny. It's a comedy video that we saw online. It's very good. Um, <laughs> but that kind of appeals to you at that sort of age and you're just like, I wish I could be out doing that sort of thing. There you go. There's cut back. Uh, still in there. Right. He's not there anymore. He's gone. He flew away. Um, it's like your fire ready. He's not there anymore. Oh, he's actually in my team. I forgot Doug Crew. So... Who did you think was the coolest, Ash or Gary? I don't really remember much about Gary. Obviously, Gary was in it very small. I actually like. prefer I actually prefer Brock over Ash. So I did. That's because he chased the ladies. Huh? Exactly. <laughs> That's because you were older, so it, all, it Rick, all meant everything. He was Ric Flair of Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I want a T-shirt with that on. I want someone. If you are an artist that listens to this show. Go away. Crash Murdoch, are you listening? Go away. Redraw Brock. Only have him wearing a Ric Flair robe. And have, like, 
Nurse Jenny on one arm and of no, no, it's Nurse Joy on one arm and Officer Jenny on the other. <laughs> that would be an absolutely wicked photo. Do it, do it now, and I will make a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. For me, obviously, Gary is the cool guy. You look back now; it's like with wrestling. Now you support the bad guy when you're older. You Gary's voice was so irritating, though. But you supported the good guy when you were younger. Gary, when you look back, you're just like, Gary's a badass. There's it again. Um, because he gets to ride around in the red convertible, <coughs> and he gets to ride around with B to the itches. Um, <laughs> yeah. be, like, be like, Gary, Gary, he's our man. And he'll be like, yeah, I got something tonight. Mm-hmm, that's right. Uh, even though he's only 10, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have driving lights, and I'm going to get myself some fun. Tang, tang. Tang, tang. It's, it's Japan. You don't know what's going on. Can I drive from 10? Please inform. If you're a Japanese listener, please inform. Now, Lex, are you listening? <laughs> oh, me. He is from Japan. Very cool. Thank you. Ha. Thank you, sir. Hope all is well. Uh, that's serious, to be honest. Hope all is well. Um, so, Ash is kind of, obviously, he's the one you're getting to know. So Ash, uh, you build up a rapport with, and that sort of thing. But obviously, Chris over there is a bit of a fan of Brock. Um, based on the anime, who would you have chosen as your starter? Put the games aside, based on what you saw from the anime, who would have you chosen? Charmander, Squirtle, Bulbasaur, or would have you had a lion and got Pikachu? Um, I wouldn't have chosen Pikachu because he actually lost. It looked like he lost a lot of weight. And from the he first was, he was chubby chew back in the beginning, I'll admit that. Chubby chew. It's cake! It's like chocolate. I would probably go for Bulbasaur. Mm-hmm. Squirtle is cute and all, and Bulbasaur kind of has an essence of cute. Um, for me, for me, Bulbasaur is the best starter Pokemon. Um, Char- uh, Charmander obviously ends up as Charizard, which yeah. is the best evolution, cool. and kind of Squirtle is. Squirtle doesn't have like the best. Mid- None of them have the best in middle. Yeah. Because for me, yeah. Charmeleon was quite. He's quite. I was didn't like, and War Turtle had the Red Bull wings going on. He was like wings. He had like wings on his head or something. It was like. Yeah, it's just like what's going on there. <laughs> but if I was to choose, I would choose Bulbasaur, mm. and I would keep them like Ash did, and just. Well, Ash didn't really... Did he evolve Squirtle and Bulbasaur? No, uh, he never evolved Squirtle or Bulbasaur. He evolved... Char- uh, it's always Char- a case Commander. of every series Ash goes through, he, gets, he ends up getting the three starter Pokemon. One always fully evolves, the others don't. The others stay. Yeah. Because I can Johto, if I remember rightly, as Chikorita evolves to its final form, whereas Totodile and Cyndaquil don't. I'm just guessing. Cyndaquil might evolve in its second form, but it doesn't go all the way. Um, but yeah, I would say that if if you could have Bulbasaur <laughs> evolve into Charizard, then that's just that's just epic. That's, um, that, that, that but just, Bulbasaur, that doesn't work. <laughs> Bulbasaur, if you were to give me like a starter and then a finisher, mm-hmm. I would have uh, Bulbasaur and Charizard. Hands down. Um, for me, if it was based on the anime, I would probably go for Bulbasaur. Chubby Chew. <laughs> Not Chubby Chew. Um, I would probably go for Bulbasaur. Bulba. Squirtle is cool and I love the idea of Blastoise. Blastoise would be one I would really, it would have been, it would be cool to have seen a bit more in the anime because he's been, he's been very rarely seen in the anime. He's only been in maybe a, you know, a handful of episodes. Squirtle, Squirtle. Um, but, 
I think the main reason, especially in the games, most people went for Charmander to eventually end up with Charizard is because you see how cool Ash's Charizard is, and you're yeah. just like, he has a really mean attitude and just looks like he would kick everybody's backside. Yeah, plus the fact he could teach him fly as well. So. And true, and seismic toss and all this sort of stuff. Okay. Um, but if you think in the terms of the anime, all the other wee Charmanders are like, hello. Like, I want to be your friend. Like, I want to be your friend. Will you be friendly with me? And then it'll evolve into Charizard. It'll be pretty cool, but it'll be just like it'll be too nice. And it's just like I want the Charizard to be a bit of you know, not not a you know D head or anything like that. But I just want to rip everybody to shreds and just have a mean attitude. Um, so it'll probably be Bob as well for me as well. Um, what was the episode where? Obviously, Charizard doesn't listen to Ash. Mm-hmm. What was the episode where Charizard actually kind of listened to him? Kind of listened? Um, what do you mean? They were, like, they were having a battle, and it must have been another flying Pokemon. And, like, Ash is standing there, and he's, like, getting quite teary and saying, like, Charizard finally listening to me. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know the one you mean. Yeah, I know the one you mean. Because he's... He does it against... It's in Cinnabar, it's when he's facing Blaine, I think he finally listens, because Charizard sees Magmar as a challenge. Oh yeah, that's what it is, yeah. And that's the reason why he's doing it. He's not yeah. doing it to buy Ash, he's doing it yeah. because he sees Magmar as a challenge. Yeah. Um, that was against Blaine. I had to go back into the file there and be like, hmm, remember, remember. Um, rumble. <laughs> rumble, rumble. So, we shall move on, and we shall talk about Chris's favourite individual, Brock. Key points for Brock. We shall note these. Woo! We're having a trainer party, Randall. Point number one. Brock, Brock wants to be a Pokemon breeder. and All night long. Woo! <laughs> not that sort of thing. But he wants to be able to, you know, research and try to make things better for Pokemon through better breeding. In other words, he wants to be very picky and all that sort of stuff. What breeders did for dogs for years and has caused them to have lots of aim and so Brock bad move. Um, obviously, Brock is your first gym leader you ever face, be it the game, be it the uh, anime. He is a rock Pokemon specialist. Geodude. Obviously, you've seen Geodude and you see Onyx. Uh, he, he, later, cool. he later gets Zubat, which you never and never seen catch Zubat. He just goes, yeah, I went and caught one there. And he gets Volpix as well. He gets he borrows Volpix while well, he's giving it to look after, and then he eventually has to give it back. Because I think Volpix has kind of forgot about Volpix, kind of disappears quite a bit. And it's just like, oh, by the way, I have your Volpix, here you go, have it back. Um, obviously, the key characteristic of Brock is the fact of his eyes are shut. <laughs> Why don't I have eyes? Uh, there's, I think there's one episode... Get your dog off my legs, I think there's one episode where you see Brock has his eyes open, and it's basically they're all bloodshot because they're never open. <laughs> so it's like, you know, like a bat coming into the light, it'd be like, I can see. Zubat. Um... It's a really odd decision they've made, but again, you don't... You aren't surprised because it's an anime, you don't question it. Well, it's the same as, like, do you question Jesse's hair? No. Do you question Misty's hair? No. She's a ginger. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, do you question Gary's hair? It looks like something from friggin' Final Fantasy. Oh, it's Japanese again. Uh, obviously, the key point that stands out throughout the entire Cutty. show is Brock loves the ladies. He's a bit of a ladies' man, but he doesn't have that much luck in life. Hello, ladies. Yeah, Brock's Val Venus. No, he's Ric Flair. Uh, 
He doesn't have the best of luck. Um, what do you think, in your opinion, Chris, because he's your kind of favourite, what do you think Brock bought, brought, bought, brought to the show? F5. No, not that sort of Brock. I think it was something that if you were maybe not a kid watching it, but you're kind of like a teenager stroke adult watching it. Do you think it, it was because he was slightly older than the others? I think it was a case of that, but it also brought that, you know, if you're a teenager, obviously you're going through puberty and your hormones are going everywhere and you're, you know, starting to like it was the girls. That sort then, of a link to the show. And then Brock is, you know, every time Brock sees like Officer Jenny or Nurse Joy, go, oh, she's the most beautiful, whatever, and all that kind and of stuff. And they're like, they're all the same. Yeah, and there's, there's like one wherever, I think it's whenever they meet the woman who eventually gives him Vulpix mm-hmm. and uh, Misty says what's so special about her and he basically you see him like with a microphone and he lists all her good points uh-huh. and all that kind of thing I think for me he was the most humorous out of all of them yeah. the thing with Brock for me that is pretty cool obviously you've hit on a lot of the points is it's kind of the comedy that on the, the comedy that you kind of got from him because of the ladies and the fact that every time he tried to hit the lady, Misty would like shoot in like at the speed of light from the side of the yeah. street and like grab his ear and pull him away, or hit him over the head with her huge mallet that would that would that would like appear out of nowhere. Duck. And it's just like that is hilarious because you're just like, oh, feel again, Brock. Yeah, feel again. Um, but yeah, it's just a case of you kind of see him as well. Obviously, he's not. He's not really old or anything like that, even though people say he's 30. No, he isn't 30. Calm down. Um, he's only about, I think it's three or four years older than, like, some Misty or what? Because Misty's a year older than Ash, if my memory recollects. Um, so he's obviously a bit further on, like you say, with the ladies' whole, I think, you know, he's that sort of age range. Um, but he's a little bit wiser. He can be goofy. But he yeah. he comes out with very good things at times to Ash. Yeah. That's maybe down as well to the whole idea of the whole backstory to Brock is that he's had to bring up his family and all sorts of his younger brothers and sisters and he's had to run a gym and he knows tactics and that whole sort of a thing. But um and it is again with the original fondness of the show, you're just like very good character in this show, you know, can't be replaced in your opinion. Mm-hmm. Um next they did replace him with what was his name? Jesse Sketchit. Yeah, he he, he irritated me. He was like, I'll just draw this! You know the original reason why he was brought in was race. Because uh, they thought that the American market wouldn't have took to Brock because of the eyes. Because it was this primarily Japanese thing. It was Japanese anime style and they wanted it to appeal more to the international market. So they got rid of Brock. And then there was just an outroar from the American market. We want Brock Bat back in the show. So that's why after Orange Islands, Brock's back. And it's the original team again of Brock, Misty and Ash. Mm, and Jesse was given the boot. And he was like, you have to go and be Professor Oak's uh, tidy upper guy. And you're like, just mind that. Just clean up the pokey poop. Yeah, you draw that. Uh, so next we have Misty. Key points for Misty. Pikachu fried her bike and she uses this excuse to this very day. Well, not in the anime anymore because she's not in the anime anymore because the Japanese voice actress does not work for the show anymore or some other reason or is busy that doesn't come back, which is a shame. Um, but the excuse was always used that Pikachu fried her bike and that is why she's falling ash. Even though we know, ladies and gentlemen, there's a little something else and a reason for that. 
Um, she is, again, she is a gym leader. Well, she's a water Pokemon gym leader, and she loves the water, and she swims, and all that sort of thing. Uh, Go, Stormy! It's just like, what? That doesn't say Star You. That's not, that's not it saying its name. It's just like, is it random? Yeah. Uh, obviously, Misty's a bit of a tomboy, because she's wearing, like, the denim shorts and all that sort of thing, and wears her hair up and all that sort of shiz. Um... She has a very ferocious anger because her and Ash are just a bit like just like angry and all that sort of stuff. She has a distinct fear of bugs. She does not like bugs. She gets freaked out to hell um, primarily in one of the very early episodes and Ash is like, oh, why is that? And she's like, I hate bugs. Get away from me. And then You hurt Caterpie's feelings. And then she like hits Caterpie with a mob which in real life just swoosh and it'd be like it involves in the cocoon it. <laughs> Metapod. And of course, like it was mentioned just a wee while ago there, she pulled Brock off the ladies. Um, what did Misty add to the show? Annoyance. Do you really think she was annoying? For me, it was like her and Ash were like the brother or sister of the show. Ooh, big fans of the show will be a wee bit mm, about that. Uh, okay, Star Wars. Look, Leia. No, no, I know that, but what I'm saying is a lot of people who are really crazy long-time Pokemon people think they are in love. So, it's a case of, you know, you show anger towards someone you like. Yeah. Sort of thing. And it's like, mm, I love you. No, I don't know. Um, for me, it was a case of, I thought it was cool that you kind of had... Gibberish, thank you. <laughs> I like the way... It was basically a case of Ash was always portrayed as the numbskull in the sense of, you know, Missy would say something about, like, with Brock looking after the ladies and all that sort of stuff, and Ash would just, it would just soar right over Ash's head, and Missy would make comments about, you know, like, trying to ask Ash, does she look nice or something like that, and Ash would be like, you'd be, like, paying attention to, like, food or something in a picture or yeah. something like that. And she'd get really annoyed with that because she's kind of in the halfway house between Ash's age and Brock's age. So she's kind of like, uh, and it's a case of Ash is too young to even be interested in girls and all that sort of thing. And I find it quite funny. Um, um, but she's always been really, really popular with a lot of people. I can see where she could be annoying to people and that sort of a thing. But um, she's a very strong character for the show. For me, I always preferred um, I always preferred Jesse over Misty. Aye, well, she's a completely different position. We shall get to this. Um, because Jesse is very strong and James is very weak. But, in- oh no! Speaking of Team Rocket, let's do Team Rocket here. Let's talk about Team Rocket. Um, prepare for trouble. Well, obviously, we have our three main people. We have Jesse, we have James, and we have Meowth. Who would you like we- to talk about first? Uh, we'll talk about... <laughs> No, we're not talking about Ekans, which is snake spelled backwards. Such originality. <laughs> oh, Arbok! And Arbok is Cobra uh, J- spelled backwards. <laughs> or Jimmy Tarbok. Cobra with a K. Uh, we shall talk about a James. James, yes. Uh, rumoured to be... Um, by many. Because he always, in the things, is Jesse always dresses up as the guy, and James always dresses up as the woman. Whether this is, again the whole idea of Japanese humour you know they're maybe not necessarily trying to make him seem gay or whatever like that but it's Japanese humour and the whole idea of like a pantomime as in the guy plays the girl and yeah, plays the yeah. guy like Peter uh-huh. Pan's always generally played by a girl in a 
pantomime or whatever. Or the ugly sisters. It's true. Yeah. Um, so you've got that, and it's a case of he always he has the rose and all that sort of stuff. And he's a poser. Mm. Not that Jesse isn't a poser because she loves her hair. Cool, so he does have a cool voice. He does have a cool voice. Uh, his voice gets really weird later on, like when it changes that voice actors. And it's not good, but um, he's one of he's kind of a very laid back character in the sense he always is played as the uh, he's the one that causes the plan to go wrong. Yeah, the buffoon, so to speak. Yeah, he's always the one that gets shouted at. Yeah. Um, Tenny messes it up and all that sort of it's thing. like Team Rocket's blasting off again mm, he's always the one that voice you know is synonymous with Team Rocket messing up Jessie on the other hand is the mastermind she you know comes up with most of the plans well I mean for one thing um, didn't James buy a magic harp for like 500 mm. things she, he used all their savings which obviously is in the game as well yep you can buy the magic harp for the money obviously your money is a lot easier to get in the game in comparison to what it would be relevant in the anime because yep. they portray it as it's all their savings whereas you know it's a case of three bottles and there you go you can go buy yourself a magic harp <laughs> yeah um, but Jesse Biker Bill lost <laughs> Jesse has some major anger anger issues, but she is always the one that is shouting at James and shouting at me out. I always find that Jesse's uniform was very provocative. Again, Japanese, because the Japanese version of the show was supposedly a lot more adult than the American and UK market. Um, there was a lot of adult jokes and all that sort of thing. Because there is an episode that is indeed. Involving, involving Team Rocket and uh, it was cut from the UK market where uh, or there's a, the clip or something whatever it was was cut from the uh, international market because uh, James for some odd reason gets a pair of tatas um, don't understand it myself um, so it's just one of those really odd things it's just like why do you use, why do you use do that but it's because again we don't understand Japanese humour or anything mm. like that like they wouldn't understand ours yeah um, but with Jesse, Jesse is always the one that leads the group she's always the one that is trying to be big herself up <coughs> yeah you know, she thinks she's she thinks she's the be all and end all mm. and of course she obviously loves her very nice red hair ruby red hair and like swoop round and all that sort of stuff um, obviously the next key member is Meowth and he's kind of the one that binds the two together. He kind of binds the group together. Yeah. So he does because obviously he's no ordinary Meowth. He doesn't just go Meowth, Meowth, Meowth. He talks. Yeah. And Meowth is just awesome in my opinion. He is the real... He's got comedy and he's got just a whole, you know, fantastic character. And I think that's what made him stand out. Obviously because he was the only talking Pokemon. Mm. And that's what stands out to you. But you kind of see two sides to Meowth in that he enjoys what Team Rocket and him and Jesse and James do and they're trying to get Pikachu and that sort of thing. Yeah. But then there's the um, there's the episode where they all get separated from the trainers. Oh, is that That's the ones do from the St. Anne and the land, you know, the big giant island, yeah. big giant Pokemon. But Meowth is then just sitting having a chat with Pikachu 
and they're like their best buddies sort of thing. They're you know nice to each other, and it's just kind of you see a different side. Um, but as a case of Team Rocket, you can't, you could not have this show without Team Rocket. It would be so boring. It would be unbelievable. Obviously, they end up doing very similar things. You know, yeah. every episode and then they end up blasting away. But that is your comedy relief at the end of the day. You're like, oh, there we go, there they go again, sort of thing. It's just um, very enjoyable, in my opinion. You've missed one character who, obviously, we've talked about Ash and Gary and stuff. Mm-hmm. What about Professor Oak? See, I was wondering whether to talk about him or not because, obviously. He's a key part, but he's not a key part in the sense of obviously he's not in a huge amount. He just flicks on the telephone screen and all. Yeah. Um, Ash, your crabby is doing very well. Um, but it is tiny in comparison to Gary's crabby. <laughs> it's just like Gary's crabby is just a huge tank beside it. It's just like. <laughs> uh, um, um, Professor Oak is a pretty cool character, you know, besides his lack of time on screen. He gets a lot more time on screen. Uh, towards the end with the Pokemon League because he goes and actually watches the Pokemon League um, but he is a pretty neat character because it's just he kind of he has that sort of a voice in that you would stop and listen to him yeah it's very um, it's a very compelling voice sort of. you would sit and you could listen to him and he'd give you a lecture and you would not be bored and be like now ladies and gentlemen we're going to talk this is obviously doesn't how he speaks he's like we're going to stop and we're going to talk about the various evolutionary moves of Charmander so get out your notepads and let's get it <laughs> Um, but you would, you could just listen to him all day long. Um, but obviously, he's kind of, he's kind of nearly the character that plots the course, because always is a case of Ash will ring him, and Ash will say, "Oh, I've done this, 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 and this, and this," and then Professor Oak will sometimes. Go, well, Gary did that two days yeah. ago. Or he'll say, you know, you should maybe check out this in this place and that sort of and thing. Yes, exactly. Um, is there anything that stands out for you particularly about Oak? No, I just thought he was a very uh, good character. I think he's got a hell of a job to look after all those Pokemon. No wonder he needs all the big guys with the spectacles on running up yeah. the place. It'd be like, that'd be a lot of doo-doo to clean up. Uh, yep. Do Pokemon even doo-doo? I don't know. He's kind of like the Willy Wonka of Pokemon. Yeah, because like, I don't know. It's kind Ooh, of really old, because they explain it in the anime, like that his lab has got all these big shelves completely dedicated to like, each His lab is like the inside of a tortoise. So it must be like that, because... It's a case of how many trainers over the Mike, years have on, left. Move on. Stop yourself. How many trainers have left? Next Pop. question. And he has to store all their stuff. It's like crazy stuff. Next question. Uh, pardon. Uh, it's like Burpamon. <laughs> um, Gotta smell them. Oh. For questions, we are just going to quickly go. Well, quickly. Maybe I don't know. We shall see. Uh, we are going to go through some standout episodes. Obviously, a lot of the Pokemon episodes are you know. They're very, very good episodes, but I could have went through the year and had about half the season yep. in this list. Yep. But we have 12, well, kind of 12, the last one I'll explain. But our first standout episode is called Ash Gets Fatty Chew. Ash Catches a Pokemon. And this is the episode, this is just after Misty started trailing them. Who's that Pokemon? It's Caterpie! Yes, we know, because we just saw it like two seconds ago. So as you've guessed, ladies and gentlemen, this is the episode where Ash catches his first Pokemon, which is Caterpie. He also, in this episode, catches his second Pokemon, which is Pidgeotto, which is, I must say, I have to give Ash props. It may have been by sheer fluke, 
but that's not a bad score on your second Pokemon to get the evolved, you know, an evolved Pokemon already. Yeah, exactly. It, what level was it though? It's just like fair play. Well, if he had to be over level sixteen, it would have been over level sixteen. Yeah. So it was just like good score. Caterpie would have been at most level nine then. Sorry. Caterpie would have been level nine because then it evolves in a well, Metapod. It's in the Metapod at level seven and evolves into Butterfree at level ten. <laughs> Nerd much? So he probably got it when it was level six. So there you go. Yeah, that's okay, good. Yes. Uh, hey, pal, did you see the nerd? Pardon me. <laughs> but this is again. This is the episode that Misty just freaks out the hell and it's just like, ah, I shot a headbug. The one thing that kind of freaks me out in this episode yeah. is the noise Caterpie makes, both as its voice, but when it moves as well, because it's like. Obviously, when like a worm, it kind of bends up in the middle and then goes down and it moves along, sort of thing, like <laughs> yeah. down motion. And it's like, oh, ee, oh, ee, oh, ee. <laughs> it's like, whoa, what is that? But then he go, his voice is like, <laughs> that's actually pretty good. I'm impressed. But it's just like, again, this is a Pokemon that has a weird ass flipping, you know, it's meant to be Pika and all that sort of stuff. Say your name, not just go. Aah. But then Metapod just goes. Bleh. It's like. Where Metapod looks like a free goes free, free, you know. This is getting bad. Um, but yeah, Ash catches a Pokemon is a big one. Stands out as obviously him catching his first two Pokemon. Next one, and this will be a favourite of yours. There's a few favourites of yours probably coming up here. Uh, the first being Bulbasaur in the Hidden Village. This is the episode. <laughs> the episode where uh, Ash obtains Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur is looking after this group of Pokemon that's looked after by a lady that nurses them back to health while Pokemon then off they go sort of yeah it's kind of like a spa almost she nurses them back to health and yeah and then the the Pokemon just don't want to leave because they're very comfortable there because Bulbasaur like looks after them basically looks after them yeah um, so he like the man of the nightclub this <laughs> he'd be the he'd be the bodyguard um, obviously this episode stands out as well because um, this is Rubbish. This is the first episode that Brock attempts to leave the group. We're very early on here, but this is the first episode that Brock attempts to leave the group because he's fell in love with the lady because he's like, oh, I want to be a breeder and she's got like Pokemon here and she's lovely and I could stay. Was that the one that helps Ash massage Pikachu? I think so, yeah. It's like... The one that gives him Volpix? No, that's a different episode. It's because he's, he's met so many ladies, Chris. You get mixed up. Um, but it's a case of... Having a party, Randall. She's like, oh, you're very sweet. You know, you deserve better. Move on. It's just like, okay, calm down, love. But it's a case of Bulbasaur kind of hints that he wants to go along with Ash, but he won't go without a fight. So Ash has a battle with him and captures Bulbasaur. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, funnily enough, it's all these... The, you know, the next two episodes all run one after the other from Bulbasaur in the Hidden Village. The next one being Charmander the Stray Pokemon. This is the episode where Ash obtains Charmander. Oh yeah, because um, yep. the guy oh. goes, the guy goes, um, yeah, Charmander was just sitting there. Uh, yeah, told uh, him to stay and said, I'll be back, and then the storm started. Yeah, and then his fire was almost out, and then that's whenever Charmander does something cool, and he goes like, yeah, come on, and he doesn't, he just goes, Char! Because uh, he, he goes to like, spit his fire and then just like a wee puff of smoke comes out yeah um and but it's a case of it's again Ash is nice to the Pokemon Pokemon likes this and decides hmm I fancy going along with you so again 
but he doesn't have to fight Charmander if my memory serves. He just throws the Pokeball and Charmander's like, eh, okay. Yeah, because he throws the Pokeball and Charmander jumps up and, and then just like, it, yeah. goes in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty awesome piece of animation, I must say. Um, <laughs> so it went from that it went from Bulbasaur he had to fight Charmander got in the bottom Squirtle he like hugged and then he like walked along with Pikachu uh-huh. which leads us nicely to the next episode which is Here Comes the Squirtle Squad Squirtle Squad which and uh, this is obviously the episode where he obtained Squirtle specifically Squirtle the leader Squirtle. of the Squirtle Squad bit of a Teenage Mutant Ninja reference here don't you think with this because they're like a bunch of ninjas <laughs> yeah and they go around and not obviously the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles didn't like steal things and steal food and all that sort of stuff because they got pizza but they ordered it and all that sort of thing um, but it's a very close reference because they're all they all have their like, wee ninja outfits and yeah. wearing their shades and that sort of thing uh, but I think it's a pretty cool episode because obviously it's Team Rocket has tricked the Squirtle Squad to capture Ash, Misty, Brock yeah. so they can get Pikachu so again Squirtle Squad has been tricked and it later leads on to them uh, becoming like a fire squad or something like that. Yeah, they're like firefighters at the end. They become yeah. the firefighters and, again, they have their whole outfits and that sort of thing. Um, but again, randomly, third episode in a row, Pokemon's like, yeah, Ash is a pretty cool guy, let's go. <laughs> and he runs up and... Because the thing is, and Ash is going to leave and then he, he, he just hear Squirtle shouting that for him or something. Yeah, and he's and like, Squirtle! Like, hugs. Yeah, and um, he takes the glasses off and just puts them in a shell. And it's just like she's the big bright eyes, which you don't see for a very long time, but you see them again. Um, the next one is the episode you mentioned earlier, which was the Tower of Terror. This is Lavender Town. This is the one with Hunter, Ghastly, Gengar. This is the episode where Ash dies because the chandelier drops on top of him and Pikachu. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, and, and then Hunter he goes flying with yeah, them up and all that right. Although I, I hated that kid, the trainer, Sabrina, was it? Oh, the wee, the wee kid, yeah. Like, yeah. I know what you mean, I know what you mean. Um, but it is a pretty cool episode. A uh, piece of trivia for you, and I'll price true fact right here. Um, on a majority of channels, after 9-11, this episode was in fact banned because of its title, The Tower of Terror. Uh-huh. I was like, a wee bit extreme, but I can, you know, I can understand, I can understand. Um... Number six, again, we have hinted at earlier, was the electric soldier Porygon. Never seen in the United States or any international market because this is the episode that caused kids hundreds of seizures in Japan. Um, I have, in fact, watched the clip. They actually give you a warning before you watch the clip. Have someone nearby in case you watch this (laughs) and something goes down. I didn't. I just lucked out it was like the middle of the night and I watched it and I was just like holy crap I can see why some kids freaked out at that and just went because it's very it's not a long piece but it just goes like that and you're just like whoa and you're, you kind of see stars in your eyes even if you've no issues at all it was really freaky and it's I think it's that's what caused the show to go on like a four month hiatus so it did um, so pretty crazy that was what the Simpsons were watching whenever they went to Japan. Now, or, uh, <laughs> and then Homer's like, "Oh, bro. <laughs> yeah, he just does just it for the it. hell of it." Yeah. Um, our seventh episode here is the Battle of the Eevee Brothers. This is our first introduction to Eevee, and obviously the use of the evolutionary stones to get you the different forms of Eevee. Well, speaking of which, have you went on that Pokemon.com to get your um, Eevee for your? Pokemon I went on it, but I haven't done it yet. 
I haven't done it yet. Um, it's just unfortunately with me having this infinity thing, um, I can't go on Wi-Fi um, because the hub doesn't have a web code. It has a WPA code. All right. So if I want to do that, then I have to get one of those um, Wi-Fi connector things. Right, fair enough. Didn't know that. Um, but yes, this is our first glimpse of what is commonly known as the evolutions. Uh huh. Um. Was you were listening to mystery? <laughs> is there a particular evolution of Eevee that you liked in the originals, be it uh, Jolteon, Flareon, or Vaporeon? I never liked Vaporeon because I just didn't like it having it having like fish tail. Um, probably the Jolteon, the electric one. Jolteon is pretty cool. Flareon is pretty awesome as well. Um, it'd be one I would always try to get multiple off because you could think you could buy another Eevee at the. Games arcade. I'm not 100 percent sure in the game. because uh, you were given one, weren't you? You're given one in Saladon City by someone in an apartment, and I just look at my Pokedex. It's like look at your Pokedex. You're just making sure which one. Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur. Um, but yeah, this is a pretty neat episode because again, it's kind of a wee bit of a you know, don't be forced into doing what you don't want to do because his brothers are egging the younger brother along. You know, you know, you have to pick my Pokemon. You have to pick my Pokemon and all that sort of thing because obviously. Each of the other three brothers has one has a Jolteon, one has a Flareon, one has a Vaporeon, yeah. and the younger brother has just an Eevee. Mm-hmm. And they're all urging him on, you know, make it a Jolteon, make it a Flareon, make it a Vaporeon. And Ash basically helps him throughout the episode to decide, no, I'm going to keep it just as an Eevee. But the thing is, if you think of it in modern terms of Pokemon, that means his Pokemon will eventually evolve, whether he likes it or not. Well, yeah. I know it can do the whole thing of Bulbasaur decided not to change and some of them did but the way it's triggered in the games is if it's going to change into either Espeon or Umbreon is that it's happiness that it's, is at it's peak and if it evolves at the day it's Espeon if it evolves at the night it's Umbreon but it's yeah I, there's like yeah there's so much you know triggers yeah there's like Jolteon and then as you say, Espeon, happy, happiness at day, Umbreon, happiness at night, Leafeon, Levelnir, Moss Rock, Glaceon, Levelnir, and Ice Rock. Which is quite, this is quite handy, because then you can view on Bulbapedia, and it'll actually bring it up, which is pretty that cool. That's pretty sweet. So, I think this one here was actually like 59p or something. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I know I got it for free, but if you upgrade it, then it removes the adverts. Ah, right, um, sure. For 179 which... To be honest with you, this is actually better than the other one because the other one is really hard to like yeah. scroll up. And down. Um, our eighth episode is the attack of the prehistoric Pokemon. This is where we meet a certain someone. This is where Jigglypuff rears its head. The la- it was actually the last episode. Jig- it's actually- yeah, I was asking for. It was actually the last episode Jigglypuff appeared, but this is the first episode that Jigglypuff decides to follow everybody. And this is also the episode that Charm. What the hell was that? Oh! Have you got the noises? Oh, he's got this. He's got the noises. Oh, oh that's kind of cool. Hold on, I get the jigglypuff while you're talking. Carry on talking. Um, <laughs> prehistoric. The attack of the prehistoric Pokemon. This is. Oh, here he goes. Okay, bye. Attack of the prehistoric Pokemon. This is where we see Charmeleon evolve into Charizard. Right. So we really because this is all like stop it now. <laughs> That's magic harp. <sighs> it doesn't surprise me. Um because Chris, come on. <laughs> it's Marowak. 
because there's an Aerodactyl, and again, nearly similar to what we were saying there about Cinnabar and wanting to challenge a Magmar, mm-hmm. Charmeleon realises, right, I want to fight, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to evolve and become a top form, yeah. top evolution. So he evolves into Charizard and fights the Aerodactyl and beats the Aerodactyl, and, I, and Ash is like, oh, awesome, I've got a Charizard. What? It's really tough. And he's like, oh, I've got a Charizard, and then that's where the whole... Uh, Ash getting flamed on sort of thing is... Flame on! Done. Well, he's done it with Charmeleon, but again, it continued. Uh, our next uh, standout episode is Who Gets to Keep Tokopi? Because this is the first appearance in the original series of a future-gen Pokemon. Because at this stage, nobody knew there was ever going to be anything beyond the original 150. Mm-hmm. Pokemon or 151 whatever you want you want to see it um, and this was kind of a surprise to everybody because obviously this was like Misty's Pokemon now because it was the whole story of this was who gets to keep Tokopi they were going to fight each other and then whoever won got to keep it and then what happened was it was the sort of thing either way in Jurassic Park for example yeah. Hammond goes uh, I'm here for the birth of every creature on this island because they associate you as mum or dad or yeah. Or, so that was kind of that one, and that's a really cool one to see, simply because obviously you're getting a brand new Pokemon. This is probably a, this is it's probably not far off that time that when you started watching it right back at the beginning, because the next episode is the battle for the badge or battle off the badge. Even yeah, this is the um, episode that links into the movie. We'll hit on this a wee bit more later on. Okay. Um, but this is where Ash gets his 8th badge, beating Jesse and James, because the gym leader of Freddian City is not there. He's had to go away. Again, we'll touch on that in the movie segment. But he beats Jesse and James and wins his 8th badge, thus allowing him to go on to the Pokemon League. Uh, second last episode, uh, Go West, Young Meowth. I think it's a pretty cool episode because you get to see the background of Meowth, why he decided to start talking and all that yeah. thing. Um, because he thought there was this young pretty in his opinion this was kind of the first mention of gender as well mm-hmm. because it was a female Meowth and he wanted to impress and I was just like I will learn to talk and then she was like nah go away Yeah. Um, final kind of point to mention on it isn't really a single episode it's all fired up through two friends to the end which is effectively the about six to seven episode arc of the Pokemon League. Kingler! Famous for, obviously, main Pokemon League. Krabby turning into Kingler, which is a mucho favourite part by Christopher. Uh, Gary fails and is eliminated before and ar- around before Ash. Guys, we were like, brr, 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 I'm still awesome. It's going to get in my car with my, my, my I, woman. I itches. I itches. <laughs> um, so, he, my itches. so he leaves early and it's just like, hell, I'm going to be grumpy and go away. And just bleh. And this series also sees Ash make friends with a person called Richie, who he has pretty much like-for-like Pokemon to Sparky. Ash. Because he has Sparky, and he has a Charmander, and all that sort of stuff. Obviously, it's not exactly the same, but, you know, it's there. Um, but if you're ever going to just watch a set of Pokemon episodes, just go and watch those seven episodes, because... What episode number does that start from, Dana? Um, I can't remember. It's around the 70s, if my mind Okay. Reflects. Um 
but those last seven episodes just sum up Pokemon the anime just fantastically which is why it's kind of disappointed people in the games that you've never actually got that sort of thing in the games because they say you know the Elite Four the Pokemon they say the Pokemon League yeah and you initially always thought oh look I'm going to go get the battle like in the future mm. and it never happens it'd be a cool idea to bring it along but that is us for the anime so join us after the break and we'll be discussing the movie Maybe. First movie first. First? First, first movie first. First movie only. First movie. Go. First. See you after the break, people. Look who's back. <laughs> and this time, the two of you are partners in the latest installment of the Pokemon Saga. <laughs> it's Pokemon Yellow, the special Pikachu edition for Game Boy Color, where it's you and Pikachu catching as many as you can together. Look for the Pokemon Yellow Bundle Pack. It includes a limited edition Pokemon Game Boy and Yellow Game Pack. You're listening to a podcast on PopCultureNetwork.com. Be sure to head on over to the site at www.PopCultureNetwork.com to check out more podcasts and videos featuring toys, comic books, video games, and all the things you love. And while you're there, be sure to check out the Pop Culture Network store, where everything you purchase helps to keep us producing. Just head over to PopCultureNetwork.com and click on Store. They're soaring, shocking, bubbling, and beaming. And on Wednesday, November 10th, you can catch them all in theaters for the first time. Pokemon, the first movie, plus the all-new short Pikachu's Vacation, playing before Pokemon, the first movie. Together, only in theaters, Wednesday, November 10th, both rated G. What it is, friends. Sween Hollick here, inviting you to join me every Monday for Radical Retro Turtle Toy Talk. What's that, you ask? Radical Retro Turtle Toy Talk is my weekly video series in which we take a look at my favorite toy line of yesteryear, Vintage Playmates Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. If you're a green team goer, I'm betting you'll have a great time getting reacquainted with old friends or meeting new ones for the first time. That's Radical Retro Turtle Toy Talk at www.radicalretro.com, part of the Pop Culture Network. Today, Ash, Brock, and Misty are taking a short break from their Pokemon adventures. As always, Ash is determined to become a Pokemon master, and as always, he's ready to endure any hardship, bear any burden with strength, stamina, and a will of steel. Hungry. Need food. Oh, Ash, you haven't done a thing all day. I'm too weak to work, Misty. I haven't eaten since breakfast. No. This lunch is going to be just perfect for you, Ash. It's my Lazy Boy No Chew Stew. Hey! You there! I'm looking for a Pokemon trainer named Ash from Palatown. You know him? Yeah, he's me. Let's have a match. Unless you're afraid to lose. <laughs> I'm afraid you're going to lose this one. Ash, you just said you were too weak to work. That's right, I am too weak to work, but a Pokemon battle isn't work. That's progress. At least his mouth is working. Pikachu.
was a shocking ending. Shocking that Ash moves so fast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back from the break. Yes, hello. Sorry, I was a bit distracted towards the end there because a very good friend um, of mine uh, just sent me a message saying that their mother um, had a heart attack, but thankfully everything seems to be okay at the minute. So, um, hope all works out for them. Indeed, indeed. Um, so, yes, um, it is now time for Pokemon, the first movie. Um, F- first of how many? We're on like 12 or 13 now, maybe 14. Um, basically it's one every year one every time the season ends sort of thing um, Do they ever, are these all like straight to DVD ones now in the UK they would be but no, they still have cinema releases in Japan because Pokemon just has not died in Japan it just keeps going and keeps going and keeps going um, I'm going to start off with a wee bit of trivia for this Alpine's movie fact. Alpine's true fact right here Perf- Originally, this movie, believe it or not, believe it or not, was supposed to be the series finale of Pokemon. However, because the anime was so successful, it was renewed for another season as the Adventures in the Orange Islands. Could you imagine it of ending like there and then, like that was the end of Pokemon? Would have been a wee bit odd, like wouldn't it? Just a little bit, just a wee tiny bit, but. First point, this was released in November 1999 to global success. Were we surprised one little bit? Uh, normally whenever TV shows spawn, um, spawn movies, for me it's a recipe of a disaster. Yeah. Um, yeah not, too, not too many, you know, like, you have numerous, like, Tom and Jerry films, which don't particularly work. Because um, they talk. Yeah, exactly. Um, then you had the likes of say, obviously, whenever Shira started, um, the first five she- episodes of Shira became Secret of the Sword, which was like an animated movie. Same way with Thundercats, you had Thundercats Ho, which was essentially um, something like seven or eight episodes mm-hmm. pieced together to make a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't really think of. In this day and age, ones that from a TV show that have made movies and have been successful, like the Rugrats films, weren't very successful. Mm-hmm. Kids would go and see them, but they, it wasn't like they made a huge, 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 huge yeah, amount well, of dough. Two words, and this one I think is going to flop big time: the Smurfs. You think? Yeah. It'll be interesting. It's one I'm like very wavy on. I'm. It's one of those ones I'm going to be like. What will happen with it? What will happen with it? But we shall see. It's because the one thing that caused that movie to flop is simply because it's not, you know, it was a reasonably old cartoon. And is it really played a great deal nowadays? No. Not at all. I mean, lately you can't get it on iTunes and stuff because I got the first episode. But but when's the Smurfs target market going to go on the iTunes and download? The only thing it would be parents, but you know. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I think with the likes of that, obviously, at the height of it, you know, you had the games, you had the trading cards, you had, you know, probably the magazines and stuff. So it was a kind of a case of here, this is working, that works better. Let's be do the movie and yeah. do this. So if that was going to be the season finale, chances are that was stuff that they already had done anyway. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, you know, like very much is a kind of a case of right. We'll just need to take out the 
previously, you know, like last time we saw Ash go. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they've just taken that out and just pieced it together. Uh-huh. I think the first maybe three in Europe worked, and then after that, sure going to be just everything fell off. The only, the only thing I would say, maybe in comparison to the later movies, you know, from maybe about four on, is it's maybe because we kind of fell out of Pokemon. You know, you didn't really watch it after kind of that period because it was kind of at the, you know, at Johto, it started getting a wee bit wavery, and eventually Misty left and Brock left, and you lost all interest. But it's not even that, it's a case of if you, whenever like new releases come out, you'll go into the likes to say of a supermarket or mm-hmm. a high street retailer, mm-hmm. but it's not a case now if you go in there and you see, you'll see the Pokemon cards, but yeah. you'll not see like, the animated series or anything? The simple fact, the reason I fell out of... Not out of love with Pokemon, but it was a simple case of... You couldn't get the movie DVDs anymore. You couldn't... It was too hard to find it on TV. It basically was disappearing from UK TV, and then you miss an episode, you miss another episode, you miss another episode, and then you're on the trail to not caring anymore. And that's what happens. But... Were, was I surprised that this was a hit? No, because it was pretty much we're getting to the height of Pokemon at this stage. It's a worldwide hit. Be it the games, be it the cards, be it anything. And this this film was made for thirty million, right? Mm-hmm. And made one hundred and sixty-three million. Obviously, that doesn't sound a lot in comparison to like Batman: The Dark Knight, <laughs> but certainly better think- than certainly better than the figures I came up with for Scrooge. Mm-hmm. That apparently caught this cost thirty dollars and made sixty. But it's a case of it's more than quadrupled its original. Yeah, you know, its original budget, which in movie terms is mutual success. Um, next point: Did we go to see the film? Was it busy? And what were your initial thoughts building up to the projector rolling? So, Chris, did you go see the film? No, you lose. Um. I remember... Here's another Alan Price story. Shut your face or you're going to get Monster Munch in your face. Yeah, it rhymed. <laughs> yeah, because face, face, you said twice. So, of course, face rhymes with face. Exactly, because I'm awesome. It's cool. Um, yeah, I went to see the film, obviously. It was crazy busy. It would be one of those sort of things if you were to go into the cinema nowadays and you were basically to see about 60 kids in the cinema, you'd be just like... Uh, want to go home? Want to come back later? Want to watch it another time? Um, kids going mad. Kids wearing Pokemon stuff. Kids, <laughs> their Pokemon cards running about the place. Kids with their games. Everything was going on in that cinema. You just imagine them sitting there watching and going, "Do you want a battle? Yeah, yeah, I'll trade you. Okay." <laughs> like, hey, turn that Game Boy off. Like, turn Game Boy down. Um, okay. Uh, that's clown. Shut up, that's clown. Did you see my map? <laughs> no. Got it from me to smell my fingers. Oh, nasty. That's rude. That's rude. Operation Retro Joke would like to apologise for that remark. No, there was no soil. It's okay. Um, my initial thoughts when sitting there waiting to see this film, it was a case of hooked on Pokemon, and it was just a case of... Who did you go with? I think I went with, I think I went with a group of friends. I thought you were going to say anything for my mum. No, I think I went with a group of friends. Um, I think I maybe went like a second time with mum, but with my sister and all that sort of stuff. That was kind of the funny thing, but I definitely think the first time it was me and a group of friends. Um, 
But I remember sitting there just being so excited because I'm like, oh, I'm going to finally see like Pokemon in the cinema. It's like awesome. They're going to be on a big screen. It's going to be cool. It's going to be like just everything going on. Typical thing you would expect from being a kid back then. And then I'll wet himself. They're like, oh my god! Oh, I forgot to go to the toilet. <laughs> Need to go to the toilet. Um, next wee bit of trivia for you. We're going to be going on now and we're going to mention, obviously, you didn't just have the movie. You had like a wee... You know, mini movie at the beginning, which was called Pikachu's Vacation. Which was bloody annoying. Well, you're right to talk about it in a wee moment. Pika baby! Pika baby! Pikachu's Vacation. Pika Saw the debut of some more unseen Pokemon. Bless you. These two were Snubble and Marl. Marl! Again, very good. Um, this became commonplace in the Pikachu mini movies before the main feature because it was basically because of every Pikachu's you know they call it Project Pikachu so, yeah we're gonna, like, it's like a Pikachu has a project and he's going to like take over the world <laughs> um, they always introduce a handful of new Pokemon that were coming out basically because of the next game yeah um, but again one of those sort of things you're just like oh it's cool there's new Pokemon uh, but Pikachu's Vacation the opening mini film was solely dedicated to the Pokemon of our group the trainers only appearing at the very beginning and the very end much like that um, episode with the giant monsters and all that sort of stuff on the island uh, what did you think of it Chris? Uh, why was that? because no harm, but I don't want to really see Pikachu and his buddies all talking to each other, going Charmander, Char, Char, Baba, 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 for like five oh, sorry, minutes. You saw PQ as well, I think. I'm not 100 percent of that in the second one. No, whatever. Who? The baby Pikachu thing, the PQ. But anyway, go ahead. Um, but it was just like uh, I can understand that it's meant to be targeted for kids, yeah. and the kids probably lapped it up. But for me, it was just irritating because these guys can't talk it's like now I have to read I was just like as a kid it would be absolutely awesome because you're just like oh this is just all Pokemon just arsing about and having a good time and that sort of thing but you said arse I always said arse (laughs) thanks arse but it's a case of lemon luckily you're able to skip it all when you watch the movies nowadays you're just like uh, main movie please no they don't allow you to it's like locked on movies it isn't and I was just egging you on. Oh, yes, that is totally correct. I throw a Kit Kat at you. <laughs> no, don't. Kit Kat in your face. Don't! Look, um, chocolate a bit. No. Om nom. Um, What's the next? Alan Price fact? No, there's no Alan Price true fact just yet. Fit fact. Final fact. This is going to be one for you. I don't like it. The interesting thing about uh, this story is it focuses on a group kind of headed by Raichu and had Snubble and Marl and all that sort of stuff. Are we still talking about uh, Yes, this is the last point, sure. Oh, no, this isn't interesting at all. No, it is. It is, because a certain master of the universe and strongest man in the universe and all that sort of stuff comes in here. Does he? Yes, he does. He comes in and smushes them all. Hello, Pikachu. My name's (laughs) He-Man. It's an interesting... my sword. There's a group headed by Raichu, and then obviously we'll have our group with, Pika- with Raichu and Pikachu. Obviously, they're facing off their groups. Um, Charizard decides to get his head stuck in a pipe. <laughs> As you do. As you do. Um, and basically, 
the teams work together to get Charizard free, and then they're all like, oh, you helped us, We're, you're actually quite dead on, let's go have a fun day, and blah, blah, blah. Um, hey, man, you're dead on. We go like... It's basically going, it's basically creating a moral in the sense of, you know, don't be eejits to one another and all that sort of thing. So, it's still, I find it's it... It's not a Northern Ireland moral. <laughs> it's a Northern Ireland moral. In today's story, we learn don't be eejits to each other. <laughs> But I think it's cool to see, even though it maybe is annoying looking back, but to kids it's good to see it as morale being used in cartoons still to that day in the sense of obviously much like Thundercats and He-Man. Yeah. It's very much the case of um, they've done that, you know, so it's kind of saying, listen, if you work together then you can achieve stuff, so it's... In a sense, this could be... I don't know if this was at the time where for the trading cards were out and kids were swapping oh, yeah, yeah, animals and stuff. So be. this maybe this was their kind of way of saying, look, kids, kind of calm down and, you know, like if you are nice to each other, then good things will happen, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. That's very good point. But it's, it's nice to see that morals are still used and um, it'd be interesting to see if any other cartoon... Had that kind of thing around this time, yeah. Yeah. Um, right. What did we think of the initial opening to the movie? Our introduction to Mewtwo. He was very confused, angry, and eventually tricked, beaten. Uh, like I said earlier, it crosses over with the battle for the badge. What did you think of the opening? Are you talking about the, like the, ba- the, the bit battle? Where, the bit where he's in like his. He's are, in, like, we just about, smashed, are we just like, talking about Mewtwo here? Mewtwo, the opening for Mewtwo when right. he's in like his cryo chamber and then he smashes for out. For me, Mewtwo remind the Mewtwo story very reminds me of Star Wars because obviously he has these force powers. Mm-hmm. Then whenever Ash gets an invitation, it's like a hologram mm-hmm. thing, a uh, hologram even not hologram. Mm-hmm. It sounds like he's just seen like figures for his stocks or something they're like oh no Microsoft went down 10 points oh no um, that'd be a good thing because he's Nintendo <laughs> but for me those two Pokemon whenever like I got them in the game even though they were like quite powerful for me I wasn't really I, I preferred the legendary birds mm. Than these, yeah. and honestly, I would have preferred it if it was like Ash's quest for the legendary birds mm. over this Mew and Mewtwo because Mew just looked like a diseased cat. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but a wee bit random. Um, for me, I think the opening it's pretty cool. It's a case of Mewtwo is a clone, he's number two of Mew. The, clone! <laughs> the DNA of Mew has been used to create him. Um, the thing... You know whose DNA was? Whose? Matt Morgan's. The DNA of TNA. Of Pokemon. <laughs> but the thing with the dub, dub obviously the commonly referred ECW. to name for... ECW. The international market, that is English. ECW. No. Um, dub. There is about a ten minute thing here at the start of the movie that was cut out. It kind of happened after Pikachu's vacation, but before the main movie started. And, right. I, and I'd explained the whole really big pre-story to Mewtwo uh, and that it was about a doctor trying to bring his daughter, you know, clone his daughter back to life so he was attempting it with Pokemon first so it uh-huh. wasn't like it was, he was solely trying to create a powerful Pokemon for anything or blah blah right. um, whereas the international market thought that a bit too dark 
So the red stripes. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can understand. Yeah, that. I can understand it as well. So they especially if you've went from Pinky's vacation to hello, my daughter died, and now I'm going to try and clone her, but I'm going to go Pokemon first. Yeah, it's just like what? But it's because they cut that out. So when Mewtwo crashes out of his cryo chamber and it's like, oh, these humans do not care for me, and blah blah blah, and blows up the place and kills all the humans, it looks in the international market that he's just, you know, I don't care. I'm a you know, pain in the ass, you know, yeah. going to kill everybody sort of thing. Well, well, yeah. So you don't understand the full background. Um, no understanding. He's like, nobody understands me. Nobody knows. So he breaks out, he flies back obviously to where he was born or some stuff like that and we see... Created, it would have been. Yeah. We see the awesomeness arrive that is Giovanni. Giovanni's like, yes, I, you and me, we can team up, I, we can use your powers, and we can, like, rule the world! And, like, <laughs> yes, we've heard this story before. Um, the fair um, So, basically, Giovanni puts, like, a suit on Mewtwo, which is actually dumbing down his powers so we can control him. And Mewtwo's like, what is my purpose? And Giovanni's like, you will find out soon, my friend. Um, but, basically, it ends up, to cut a long story short, that Giovanni short? is... Uh, using Mewtwo just to be his Pokemon because this is where we see it crosses over from the episode in the anime uh, the Battle for the Badge or Battle yeah Battle for the Badge um, is where Gary faces off against Giovanni the gym leader of Viridian City and gets his ass handed to him because of Mewtwo uh-huh. and then it's a case of this is when Giovanni says to Mewtwo your destiny is to be mine you're, you're my Pokemon I control you I'm your master and Mewtwo's like, no, I'm not impressed with this at all. This is a bum deal. This, I'm sorry, I must go now. This, 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 this was not in my contract. Um, so Mewtwo like, explodes the gym and Giovanni escapes and Mewtwo shoots off into the air and off he goes. Um, which then where it links into Battle for the Badge and that t- Giovanni's way and Team Rocket have to look after the gym and that's where Ash wins his badge. But that's not mentioned in the movie because after all that shiz goes down... We move on to our next point, which is a point that Chris loves very much in this movie. We re- <sighs> we reach what I call the secondary opening. Oh yeah, the secondary. I'm too, opening. Uh, I'm too tired. The secondary opening with our heroes, as the narrator always says. We see Ash having a battle with a trainer, who I'd like to make the point has has his on his bandana has a logo. Go and look it up. Has a logo that is remarkably like Team Aqua's logo from Sa. Sapphire, and obviously this movie was four years before Ruby and Sapphire. It's not picture perfect, but it's actually quite scarily close. Um, what did we think of the opening battle, and namely the awesomeness that was the movie theme song that went with this? The music was awesome, so it was. It was just funny the way that Ash was going like, oh, I'm so tired, and then he went, hey, are you Ash from Palatine? I want to fight you uh, with like, like Pokemon, not like with a hey, face. Oh, oh. Like, that means that we have to like fight each other, not in the face. And I go like, "Yeah, I want to fight a Pokemon." Messi's uh, like, "I thought you were too weak to work." Uh, yeah, shut up, you ginger. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we go like, "Yeah, Pokemon, go!" And you see the Pokemon ball. <laughs> sounds wrong. You see the ball growing in his hand. In his hand. <laughs> and so then, immature. And then he sounds like. Bulbasaur. And, um. Bulbasaur kicks on booty. He wins, but he never goes Bulbasaur returns, so by right. Bulbasaur just goes and sits down. Yeah, but it's a kind of case that the Bulbasaur just go. I'm away. 
Right. Mid. I've done my job. See you later. I started just to go, Bubba, 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 sir. And he goes, yeah, you go sit down. How do you squirrel? Well, he gives Bulbasaur a hug, and then that's when he just vanishes. Yeah, so what, is that him, like, tagging Bulbasaur right then? Tag. Like, if you hug Pokemon, it means that you have returned them illegally. And then at the end, Alan made a point that, you know... The oh, man, sorry, man, the guy goes, what you love with the Squirtle part. Oh, that he kind of just, like... Uh, this is off against Machamp. Um, um, Squirtle, like, jumps over him. Machamp just kind of kicks him. Bubbles, or Squirtle goes flying, and he goes... <gasps> and he goes... Bubbles, and, goes <laughs> and then Machamp goes... Oh, no! And then your man goes, like... <laughs> just, like, throws Pokemon out. Throws his balls, and Pikachu goes... Hey, Pikachu! And then, uh, so I don't think that's incorrect because electricity does not weaken rock. That is totally, totally. It's true. Any Pokemon crap. person will back it up and say, the Pikachu is an electric Pokemon. Gollum is a rock Pokemon. It does not compute. It does not work. But I think the big part, besides obviously the battle, is this theme song. Yes. Because it is just obviously the theme song you're used to Which from you the anime. Which played in episode four as well. I'm not looking at this numerous times probably, but it's just probably. sure awesome. Um, but it's a case of, it's your original anime series theme. But did Emma Bonton do a song for Pokemon? She did. It's in the oh. credits. It's like free. What, in the first like, one? Yeah, it's like free up your mind or something like that. It's like really odd. Um, but it's the original theme turned up into a big rock music you've got guitars and yeah. all that sort of and it is so sweet it's unbelievable um, next point is do you think Team Rocket was a bit of an afterthought in this movie yes they had their points throughout the movie but they were very much in the background I in my opinion I honestly can't remember Team Rocket in this movie if I'm honest they were, there's like five I think it's about five key points then. Obviously, at the beginning, they're watching, oh, yeah. watching them with the binoculars. Yeah. Um, there's then Burn. the bit where they take, they try to take Ash to the island as Vikings on a longboat. Uh, they're then, <laughs> yeah. they like end up where like the Pokemon are getting cloned and they are just about there. And then they're ending up watching like the final battle and then Meowth gets involved and it's just like blah, blah, blah. That's about their five points in the yeah. movie and that's about it. And it's it's a bit of a shame because, like we said with the anime, they're a key part to yeah, the show. They're a key part of that, but obviously you're focusing on two Pokemon that have never been seen before. So, what's the point of bringing Team Rocket in? Why not even have at the start that Team Rocket say like, "Oh, this, you know, like we're not going to go after Pikachu. Um, we're going to go after something else." You know, I hear in a different city somebody has a mention, Meryl. And the other Pokemon, the Wibbly Wuff or whatever. <laughs> Wibbly Wuff? Oh. <laughs> That's trademark of me, Nintendo, so hands off. Um, so they go after Marl and Wib- Wib- Wibbly Wuff. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and they go um, to get them instead of Pikachu, and then you just write them out of the. Um, the story, and maybe even have them in the second one. Mm-hmm. Maybe even have them as the. In inverted commas, villains. Yeah. With Wibbly Wuff. With Wibbly Wuff. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, just why? Go Wibbly, wibbly Wuff. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say that name without laughing. Oh, dear, dear, dear. Uh, so it's fair to say that we think they're an afterthought in this movie. Especially Wibbly Wuff. <laughs> wibbly Wuff doesn't exist. It does in my mind. Chris is just off on one, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry. It's all wibbly-wobs, so. Our next trivia 
is that uh, we're Jesse and James. <laughs> we're, we're, new, new world order. <laughs> new world order. Uh, when Jesse and James and the whole team rocket are in the cloning room. I know, I, mean, I know, I know. <coughs> They're in the cloning room where all the Pokemon get cloned in this movie. Because if you haven't seen the movie, it's a case of all the Pokemon get kidnapped by Mewtwo and then are put in clone machines and they have doubles made of them that are actually stronger and they all fight and it's not good. And that's the eventual moral of the story arise. But we'll Very much like Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. But Attack of the Clonymons. But in the clone room, Jesse, Clone-y-mons. James and Meowth are sitting there and... When the Pokemon, are, when the Pokeball goes through the clone machine, there's the silhouette of the Pokemon appears on the screen, and they do an impromptu "Who's that Pokemon?" which obviously was what happened yeah. during the segments of the TV shows for this. Very was, much like at the end with the Poker Rap. Yeah, uh, but this was a pain in the arse. But this is one of the, I thought, you thought. <laughs> this is one of the many <laughs> times, one of the many times that Team Rocket break the third wall. Because they're basically acknowledging that this sort of thing goes on. Yeah. You know, it, Did they guess it was wibbly woof? Dear, 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 dear. What's wrong? Nothing. <laughs> was the idea... kind of mentioned this with me out. You alright there, Ramsay? Yeah. Was the idea of cloning Pokemon on such a large level in this movie a bit adult or extreme for a kid's movie? It kind of is. Why? Why didn't they just have that? Why didn't they just have that? He creates some of the new Pokemon. Yeah. You know, like uh, Pokemon that you've never seen before. Like Wibblywuff. Yeah, like Wibblywuff. <laughs> um, that he creates Pokemon that you haven't seen before because that you want something different from a movie. Mm. You don't want really a TV show that. You don't want an episode of the TV show that is effectively an hour and a half. Yeah. You want something new. You want something to capture your imagination. Whereas if you had, say, like the older Pokemon mm-hmm. versus like the newer Pokemon, you know, yeah, yeah. and did it that way. If you got like, say, I don't even remember how many Pokemon are at the end, but I'm sure it's a lot. Yeah, so there's tons. There's tons. Cause yeah, that, so if you think of it like this, there's about four trainers there along with Ash. Brock and Misty, each of them maybe have six Pokemon, so you're talking, you know, pretty big numbers. Right, so say say instead you had, like, say, the f- 48 or whatever Pokemon mm-hmm. of Ash and his chums, mm-hmm. and then the new ones you had, say, 10 to 15, mm-hmm. and you, you, you don't really introduce them all, but then, you know, say, in the next episode of the TV show, you have them on that mm-hmm. so then if you want to know who they are you watch the TV yeah. show and it's a perfect carry on and then it's a case of you will then see what Pokemon do what and then in the games oh I want to capture Marl because you know Tracy uses Marl and he's a cool like water Pokemon one thing about Marl that's pretty cool I think is that his tail stays up as like a buoyancy aid so you always know where he is on the water yeah, it's like somehow his tail is like super extendable, so he can dive as far as he wants. But his wee bobble of a tail stays up on the Wibbly surface. Wibbly Wobbly that and with their, their ears, <laughs> extendo ears. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a bit extreme because I always find myself when I watched this as a kid, I hated the cloning machine because it just had this sort of look to it. it, had this really evil look to it, and I was just like, I don't. The one like part it. I didn't like of the film was whenever they're in the water 
going to the island. I don't know why, but I just yeah, I, I didn't particularly enjoy that. Yeah, it's just because they're gonna die. Maybe and you're just like, oh <laughs> no, they're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> off says yes. But another thing I didn't like about see the clones. The clones had like weird like black birthmarks on their face and all that sort of yeah. stuff. Like really weird thing to determine them as clones. Yeah, and I was just like, what the hell? This is just I don't like it and that sort of thing. And obviously. This is the only point from, like, I've done more research. It's the only time that Pikachu is ever inside a Pokeball besides the beginning. Yeah. It's the only other time that he's, because he's trapped inside the Pokeball that snatches all the Pokemon from everybody to go and take them to the cloning machine. Because mm. he's basically he's no other choice. He runs away, but he gets captured. Yeah. Um, another piece of trivia is... This is the second time already that Ash dies in the show and then comes back to life. The first time he died, obviously, being the Tower of Terror. Yeah. Um, how stupid was Ash running into the attacks of Mew and Mewtwo? What a dingbat. Was it used well, though, as a good moral to the story? Chris? It kind of is, because it's kind of saying that... He was upset with them all fighting. It's kind of a case of, no matter what race, no matter what creed, um, war shouldn't be happening, battling shouldn't be happening. Clone or normal, whatever. Yeah, it's just a case of, you know, he is sacrificing himself for the greater good, that, you know, if these two keep fighting, then the world's going to end, and this is going to happen, and that's going to happen. So, he's doing something... I don't think he's a dingbat at all. In fact, I think he's, you know, that's Chris what admires him for doing this. That's what you need your heroes to do, and wibbly tough, wibbly buff, or whatever the hell his name it was. Because he turns uh, into stone, and he just falls down, and Misty's like, oh no, and she's like crying and stuff because she secretly loves him. And it's just like, oh, I got no. But it's a, it's a case of you know that that's why because obviously. Um, he doesn't want the Pokemon to like tell them to stop and then mm. injure themselves. You know, he's doing that selflessly to help the Pokemon because the way he operates is the Pokemon are his friends as well as his, you know, mm-hmm. human friends being there too. So that's probably why. I think that's a very good point. I'm all emotional now. Yeah. I want him to come back to life, but he does come back to life. It's all okay because all the Pokemon start crying. He is brought to life by tears. All their tears, all the Pokemon's tears, drip down the face and then drip off the face and then they float through the air towards his body and then that brings him back to life. And thought of, Maybe yeah. it's an emotion that Pokemon haven't exuded before, is like tears. Uh, but it's really weird because like... It happens, when, in, when but it happens in a lot of things, yeah. you know, like... Like emotion um, brings somebody back or something. Where was it? What was it? I was watching something not too long ago when that happened. That something had died or was dying, and they they cried, and the tear hit them, and then they came back to life. I can't even remember what it was. No idea. It's probably probably used quite a bit. But the really thing, the thing as a kid that hit me with this, and why I was like, in the face, I was like really taken back by it as a kid, was the fact of obviously Ash is lying there, completely just stone and dead. And you see Pikachu walking up, and he's all sad, and he tries... Because obviously we're used to Pikachu electrocuting Ash and all that sort of thing. But he keeps trying to electrocute Ash, and he's just getting no response, and he's just like, oh, crud. He's just completely emotionally just wiped. But it's very much like if they're trying to capture, you know, obviously they're his, you know... Buddies? Like, 
buddy's pets, for want mm-hmm. of a better word. So it's kind of a case of if, say, like if somebody was to fall down a flight of stairs and they had a dog, then the dog would come up and lick its the owner's face to try and wake it up mm-hmm. or stay there beside the owner. Yeah. You know, it's just showing so how he has been loyal to the Pokemon and then the Pokemon are in turn being loyal to him by, you know, not leaving the side. Definitely. But, yep, very good moral story because this sacrifice then shows Mewtwo that violence is not the way and he has to accept the fact that, yes, he was a clone, but he can live his own life yeah. that he wants. And he, like, teleports away. Teleport, hey! Wipes Ash, Misty's Brocks, everybody that's there is mind. Um, so basically it wipes this off the face of Canon Planet. Um, it, is, it, is, it is confirmed, it was the first ever Pokemon movie, surprisingly enough, confirmed as canon, because some of them are supposedly considered not canon, I don't know why. Um, but, you know, it was a case of it was wiped from Ash's memory because it was done completely out of sequence to the anime. The anime series had been done first, so it's a case of their excuse saying, all oh, your mind's wiped, so we don't have you ever mention it in the TV show. Yeah. So they basically saved their backsides for that one. Because um, I think it's maybe like you say, they had it done in advance of the you know finale of the series perhaps and yeah. they were like are we going to do this as a movie or are we going to do this as a special episode or what maybe they just did that at the end you know like the by the way your mind's wiped cheers yeah. bye mm-hmm. and Mewtwo floats off with all the clones yeah it's kind of like you know if we're time traveling you know you can't do this or you can't do that yeah. or if you're going to go back to the future or whatever you got to go forwards to go back or back to go forwards whatever Willy Wonka uh, do you have any final thoughts Chris about the movie or what really stood out to you Music at the, the music we're, we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, that for me. The opening, basically. Yeah. yeah. Well, the secondary opening. Yeah, the secondary opening. Um, I don't know. It's I would watch the TV show before I would watch this. Mm-hmm. In all honesty. For me, in my opinion, it's a decent start. You know, it's a decent wee movie. But having watched a bit of it earlier and flicked through it. It seems it's very, it's very plot lacking. Yeah, I was so going to say a lot of it in the middle is just they're fighting, they're fighting, they're fighting. I was going to say it is quite, it is quite bland in the middle, especially. You know, it's not. It's there's no. You know, if you watch a movie, you have your beginning, which introduces your character. You have your main story arc, and then you have your end. And this just seems it's to like go. The first twenty minutes are completely action packed in this movie, and are great. But then it just goes, and kind of goes very bland in the middle. It gets a wee bit better towards the end, but it never reaches a really good high. Obviously, kids added up, but in my opinion, the second movie is the far better one. The second movie is a fantastic, fantastic movie because obviously, probably because it has three of my favourite Pokemon and the legendary birds. But that is for another day. Um, we shall round up the uh, discussion of. Pokemon the first movie, aka Mewtwo Returns, or sorry, Mewtwo Strikes Back. Um, oh, there's trivia. another Star Wars reference. This almost. is what I'm about to say. This was in fact confirmed by Nintendo of America. The English title is a reference to Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back. This movie got like a special episode sequel in the future, specifically titled Mewtwo Returns. Which is also a reference to Star Wars Episode Six: Return of the Jedi. Why didn't they just call it Return of the Mewtwo then? <laughs> that would have been be- that would have been more in your face. But there you go. It was in fact a Star Wars reference. Ah, I see. One final point. 
found it quite funny the way obviously we were mentioning Star Wars a wee bit earlier um, when Mewtwo's in like his palace and you don't know it's Mewtwo when he sent off the invite to Ash and mm-hmm. the stolen nurse Joy's there he's sitting in a chair and he's looking out the window but you don't see who it is so it's very much like the Emperor has his chair and looks out his window Yeah. so I thought that was like that but yep that's the movie that's the Pokemon special we very much hope you enjoyed it do we have anything we need to speak to the peoples about no, just, um, well... Thank you for the, supporting us for 30 episodes so far. Here's <laughs> to many, many more. Yes, exactly. Obviously, 30 isn't a big anniversary, but we wanted to do something nice and do a good special for it. Um, obviously, you'll have heard one episode, maybe two episodes of Shock. so hope you're enjoying that. Yes, indeed. Um, well, with our next uh, Retro Shock, what's our next Retro Shock going to be on, Alan? Uh, next retro shock wasn't it? It wasn't. It wasn't AO, not Chico. That is. <laughs> there was something else we were doing in between. It's great when you think off the bat. Chris, in fact, has his list. I shall grab the list. Oh, so grab the list. But so don't forget the. Well, you can't email us, but unfortunately, my email has, has been, been compromised. Compromised so by yes, some buggers. Anybody, if you're going to send us an email, and this is. I want this to be done from now on is it's a case of my pop culture email address redirects to my actual email address um, but the thing is if you're not a contact to me if you send me an email through my pop culture email it goes to my junk folder and if you just put a title as you know if you have your name as your contact and then just go like hi as the contact you know, yeah. as your title for the email it's going to get deleted by me because basically a case of you get all these emails in your junk folder and you don't know what's what. You don't know mm-hmm. what, how to differentiate. The next one would be a TV special, um, which we would have um, if you wanted to do that, which would be... Yeah, TV special's good, yeah. Okay. So on our TV special, we would be covering The Crystal Maze, Woo-hoo. which was a, a TV show over here. Um, I think we decided... Um, are you wanting to do Power Rangers? We're doing, or doing Power Rangers. Uh, Thomas the Tank Engine was another one. No, well, you're either going to have Power Rangers, Thomas the Tank Engine, or if you're wanting to, we can substitute out with Beavis and Butthead. So the other two are Dungeons and Dragons and Red Dwarf. Right, well, there you're two. I'll go for uh, Thomas the Tank Engine and Crystal Maze. Okay. So there you go. That's going to be But like I was saying with the emails, Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> He's got it. Um, when you're sending us an email, when you're sending it to my Alan Price at popculturenetwork.com, that's A L A N, make sure to write in your subject, like Operation Retroshock, and then the subject of what you're wanting to relate to. So if it's this episode, put Operation Retroshock, then Pokemon, and then say what you want. But do that for any future, because if it goes into the junk folder, it's just going to get lost. So please do that for us. But also, of course, go check out popculturenetwork.com um, for the home of absolutely everything you could want in entertainment. You've got uh, Sween Halleck, which has Radical Ninja Turtle Toy Talk, so Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, if you love them, you will love that show. You have Not Mint Box with Rob Bass, who Chris, opposite me, does a lot of stuff with. And I was, in fact, involved with not so long ago as I was supposedly Chris Fint. Um, I don't know how that happened, but, you know, you know. Um, but you've got Ryan Porter on there as well. He does a fantastic job. Go on there, read his column. Some people don't read his stuff, apparently. 
but you have to. It is a really, really good read. But then, of course, you have the, the main guys. You have Pixel Dan, Killing Dirt, and all. You do that new toy smell, and you vet figures. And you have the Pop Culture Network store and the forums. So go on there, have some fun, maybe buy some stuff, but definitely check out the forums and just reply away to absolutely everything. Yeah, so it's stuff that we are doing or stuff that you want to see covered or if there's people you want us to... Don't be shy! Yes, um, if you want to even appear on the show, then that's fine. You can we'll just do, let we'll us do know. like a raffle for like a future episode or something like that. Is yeah, that? Uh, speaking of which, I need to thank Mike Lacey for being a great supporter of Operation Retroshocks because um, he's always on Facebook talking to me and saying he's loving the show and stuff, so... Um, so thanks Mike for your continued support definitely thanks to everybody yes indeed so if you've enjoyed the show well we hope you have and if well, you haven't been, enjoyed the we're show we're going from strength to strength because as each show goes past it seems like more and more positivity is pouring in Yeah, exactly. which means the word is spreading it's probably Zong just sitting there clicking on the thing a million times just going yeah, uh, hits, yeah. no I'm talking comments come on man yeah, hello. Uh, I, my name is Bob, and I like Wibbly Wuff. Please don't send us an email saying that. <laughs> uh, it What's will be deleted. <laughs> What's your email address? Alan Price at popculturenetwork.com. That's A double L A N. Don't an... do not send me <laughs> spam email like Chris. Just put, on, just put on your uh, subject heading Operation Retro Wibbly Wuff. Uh, there is no correct spelling for Wibbly Wuff, so just write it whatever way W-I-B-B-L-I-W-U-F-F. Uh Name me a TV show that you watched whenever you were a kid. When I watched when I was a kid? That we haven't covered. That we haven't covered? Yes. Um, <sighs> the Family Ness. God above. I'm not doing The Family Ness, I'm just saying a random card. Well, it's one that I have to put in here, so think of something. No! We'll talk about it later. We okay, have we are Ms. holding the people. Mister Man, it is then. No, we're not doing Mister Man. Uh, <laughs> we're holding the ladies and gents up from having a life back. So we apologise for like taking up like nearly three hours of your time. We hope you enjoyed the Pokemon. Pokemon. So Yay! that's some wonderful Pokemon music. Or Pikachu, like sign us off. So uh, take care, ladies and gentlemen, and we'll see you next time here on Operation.